All these ghosts, all these ghosts, and I still can't find a boo. And welcome to the Salt Report Podcast, where three of the internet's saltiest nerds dish out all their salt about video games, cosplay, movies, comics, and all things nerdy. I'm Jake, and I'm here with Kay. Hi. And Jesse. Yo. And it's ghost time, mother effers. <laughs> yeah. Uh, <laughs> so, uh, how's everybody been? We took a week off to take care of personal business, but we're all I've back I've been at for a convention episode. all weekend, and I'm dying, but... <laughs> <laughs> oh, that's right, Concrud, no! I, I think I'm okay, but we'll see how I feel tomorrow morning. Oh, yeah, no. I gotta watch out for that, uh, Concrud. I definitely got it because I was handling people's money and stuff. Yeah. yeah. I was thinking I was getting it because this morning I was a little bit hoarse, but that's gone away, and I feel better, so maybe it's nothing. Oh my god, I just remembered that I have to talk about something in the salt portion of this podcast to do with cons. Thank you, (laughs) NK. No problem. I was going to say, was there any kettle corn? (laughs) There was not. They, uh... They don't... It's it's not a big convention center like I imagine the one for SAC anime to be. Um, So they don't have a ton of food. They just have, like... They have, like, teriyaki chicken and rice and then some sad little sandwiches and, like, chips... And monster oh. energy drinks and stuff. Um, but, and then hey, you have to leave. The kettle corn you have to leave was to get the food. food. Yeah. So, I mean, I guess at least we had real food here. But And then, you know, you go into the dealer's hall and there's a bunch of import food. Um, junk, mostly. But then, yeah, you have... you If you want good, like, actually good food, you kind of have to leave the Davis County Convention Center. <laughs> oh, wow. <laughs> that, ain't that the truth? And every restaurant near the convention center is like always like that'll be five hundred dollars, please. And you're just not like, not here actually. Um, there was actually a barbecue oh. joint that was doing like an anime bonsai special where you could get a sandwich and a side for like five fifty or something. I mean, you add oh, a drink to that, you're deal. still paying like seven dollars but that's yeah it's a good deal and so of course they were quite busy and they're pretty good food so the worst one i've ever had the pleasure of like at the there was just a point where my friends and i just (laughs) bought groceries was uh san diego comic con because that was so expensive and there was nowhere to go i'm uh i'm not going to fan fest but um the there's a lot of concern among people who are about the food in Las Vegas oh, since yeah. it's right on the strip. So, yeah. well, so, so we jump into the sponsor in our hearts. I'm uh, excited about this. Yeah. One. It's it. Uh, so I've, I've been so, um, I've been so glad to, to talk about this, um, because everybody keeps sending me fucking, uh, Venom and Eddie memes and porn and thank you. Um, <laughs> I was like, uh oh, I've gained the reputation of a monster fucker and it's too late. Um, but there's been uh, one thing that did come from this movie, no matter how bad it is, uh, is the wonderful reveal of um, Eddie Brock and Venom's true love. They. Uh, They've been together in the comics, I guess, since the 90s. I mean, they refer to each other as married, like, 
like they're married. <laughs> they call each other my love and sweetheart. Venom sometimes will like pull up a hand so that he can hold hands with Eddie. Like this is the cutest fucking shit I've ever heard of in my entire life. <laughs> and it's all so adorable. And I really think you guys should check it out. My one fear is that like because this has all been brought up, Marvel will shut it all down. Like there's just some CEO right now being like, shut it down, shut the but gay like, symbiote like love down. <laughs> like I said on Twitter, they can't erase it from our hearts and our minds. Yes. Also they're baby was uh was just born and has become like one of the most powerful uh beings in the marvel universe right now so they they spawned a child it was it was a very interesting experience like i'm pretty sure venom can just do that but he made a point to like tell eddie that he was the father which is just funny to me um and that he wants eddie to help (laughs) raise it so that like it's it it does monster stuff, but for good and not evil, which is adorable. To me. <laughs> um, and also, other people around were like, "Oh yeah, congratulations on your baby." But I guess if you lived in the Marvel universe at this point, you're just like, "Yeah, fuck whatever." This, this may as well happen. This may as well happen. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So that's the sponsor in our hearts because I think it's adorable and it keeps me going on dark nights. I'm like, man, life is really terrible right now, but also remember that Eddie and Venom are canon in the Marvel Comics universe, in the 616 specifically, so I can, my heart will go on. (laughs) So thank you for letting me hijack this uh, (laughs) um, sponsor in our hearts, Jake. (laughs) No, I'm like, I, I love this. I think some of my favorite reviews of, like... The movie have just been everybody loving Eddie and Venom. <laughs> <laughs> like, uh, what's his name? Andre the Black Nerd. His review was so funny. And then, I guess at some point in the movie, like, what, Eddie breaks up with his girlfriend? And then she's like... Uh, she dumps his ass because he's a colossal fuck-up, <laughs> basically. That, yeah. But, okay, but, but, like, Venom's a colossal fuck-up from his planet, so, you know... It works. Yeah, Apparently, they yeah, don't explain that very gender. well. It in the it's because um his uh what do you call it? His, on his planet they don't treat their hosts with like respect. They just kind of like use them and then lose them, you know? And he yeah. believes in like bonding with them in like a way that they don't actually hurt them, that they just like truly have a bond. Essentially, he's a romantic, and the rest of his planet is not. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that goes to what I was going to say, because Andre said there's this part where, like, Venom is like, Eddie, you should apologize. (laughs) I'm like, I guess he does, and he's like, I guess Venom's like, oh. Yeah, (laughs) that that does happen. (laughs) That's so cute. And so, and it's just funny, because he alters his voice in his review to sound like So it's super hilarious. I just like so. The, I'm like, yeah. The more I hear about it, the the loop of someone's like, here's a loop of um, Venom saying Eddie and Eddie <laughs> screaming like a little girl on um, loop for a minute. Here you go, and it's just Eddie. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's me. Yeah. I also found out in great news. I just uh, I sent this to the Salt Report, but it turns out that scene where Eddie gets in the lobster tank 
was entirely Tom Hardy because they set up the lobster yeah. tank to make the restaurant look fancy, and Tom Hardy arrived on set and he's like, "Yeah, I'm getting in that." <laughs> I'm jumping in. Yeah, I'm definitely crawling oh, into that. So, thank you, Tom Hardy, for that piece of. Yeah, that was entirely him. <laughs> awesome. I'm actually gonna go see it on Halloween with a bunch of other people because I was hey. invited. So, I I don't I I don't know how good or bad that experience will be. Because I've heard. I mean, if you're in a group of people, you might have a good time. I just really don't think it's a good movie. Yeah, no, like I found it pretty boring for the most part. Um, I I'm gonna be with a lot of people, so that I that I know, so yeah, and it'll be Halloween, so we'll probably be on like Halloween high, even though Halloween's (laughs) on a Wednesday. Sorry, Jake. It'll make for a good Halloween time. No, yeah, no problem. Um, so yeah, so jumping into some pre-salt, um, I guess I have my update on ugly crying. Um, <laughs> not only did, um, uh, I'll go ahead and say it, uh, our good friend Morbid Beard, um, just really like go out of his way to like, be like, Hey Jake, I know you want to play this cowboy game. Um, so I'm, I'm going to like hook you up and then he even gave me like coffee money so i would have like a snack while i'm like playing the game i'm like what um god bless you and your beard sir but then because of this whole soul caliber create a character thingy um our good friend who may or may not be artificial intelligence my uh was like hey guess what you can make king cat daddy a reality again and like gifted me soul caliber so i'm like what yeah so i'm like i don't know if you saw the tweet because it was like super late so i'm like i've like i'm like i just feel like hashtag blessed because our community is just so awesome and like i don't know like they they care for our our nerdy needs but then i'm like i can't tell if it's also that they just love knowing that we're ugly crying because we're <laughs> i'm definitely I'm like, ugly crying when people do nice things yeah because i'm just i'm just like what you guys are just too nice to us and i'm like we might be funny but like i don't i don't know like i don't know if it's like soul caliber funny i don't know but, if it's soul caliber funny i don't but but like yo like honestly like i i yeah like the whole hashtag blessed um that's me (laughs) this weekend because yeah like i was in the middle of like making my king cat daddy and then my wife was like no i don't like the airs and i'm like come on (laughs) cat daddy so i'm gonna i'm gonna be tweaking on it but uh yeah expect some some ps4 shares um yeah the cat ears are really long your wife is brutal (laughs) Oh no, yeah, she is. And then she was even like, she's like, my gifted this to you, and you're just gonna put that out there. She's like, you could do better. I'm like, whoa, okay, wow. whoa. I'm like, uh, I'm like, a delete. Let's start over then. <laughs> so, but no, like you can make like up to like eight characters. So I'm like, oh my god, I'm not even gonna play this game because I'm gonna sit here and make eight people before I actually even play. Oh my god. <laughs> so, but yeah, I'm like so that so. I'm just like, I guess, over the hill with nerdiness this week because I'm just like, man, like these are morbid beard. My y'all are amazing. I love y'all. X's and O's forever. 
Um. Yeah, also thanks, my for um, reminding me that I was Xena, the warrior um, princess, when I was too afraid to fight a shark. Because then I went and fought that shark. (laughs) (laughs) Nice. Um, And then uh, my next big chunk of uh, pre-salt is that, like, Bloodborne Dark Souls high that people talk about when you defeat a hard boss. I never really have that. But over this weekend, I've been so high on Bloodborne. Like, I'm like, yo, like, this is, like, drug, like, I'm high on Bloodborne. Um, I decided to go through, like, some Chalice Dungeons. Um... And then just have fun just because I guess I was so OP um, that, like, it was fun. And then, but that was just, like, the the regular first one that you get. And then I found out that there was this thing called the Bone Ash set, which looks like a super cool witch. And I'm like, I want Sophia to be a witch for Halloween. <laughs> and um, thank God for Kay, because otherwise I wouldn't have tried it. But it was, like, the central... Sumerian. Yeah, I, I don't remember um, which one chalice? it was, but it was one of the the basic bitch Sumerian chalice dungeons. <laughs> yeah, like, well, that one's not that hard. <laughs> it was. It's like the, I guess technically like the second one, and like I wasn't gonna do it because I just they're so freaking creepy and like I don't know what to expect. But yeah, because I was like o- OP end game, like I went around slapping everything. <laughs> I, think I, I think I specifically said it was like if you're end game level, you're just you're just gonna destroy it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah and so like i was just like this is so dope and i got the set or whatever and um so then i'm like running around with that and i'm like i guess because i was feeling that high i was like you know what let's go see the orphan of cause real i quick. am so sad because um, i want to defeat the orphan of cause me too <laughs> yeah well i wish i would have like i don't know if we can find this person if they even listen to this podcast but I got helped out by Confederate Power Moves Only. Which is such a good <laughs> name. <laughs> yeah. And holy crap, Power Moves has the power moves. <laughs> because they just slapped the orphan around. I don't know what level or what new game they were on. Because when I hit the orphan, it did nothing. Like, I barely well, yeah, it did any damage to it. doesn't necessarily, like matter because he would have been synced to your level anyway but what could have happened is that he might have um he might have gotten really into the chalice dungeons and farmed for like all those really specific um gems that you can slot into your weapon because if you have the right ones it does significantly affect your weapon well goddamn yeah i'm not willing to like I'm going on this journey. No, I'm not because la- every time Kay and I like <laughs> we tried that one, and you you have to like oh, Kay and I had an that adventure. One, the one with all the aliens in it is specifically for level grinding. Like that's why that guy sent that to us. It, but it um, was a bad time. Yeah, and to get those good <laughs> gems, you have to go into the hard dungeons. So I'm no. not. That's why I never done yeah. it. And I've never really bothered with all the like really intense weapon blood gem shit is i'm just like i don't want to go through the effort of going through all these fucking chalice dungeons you know what bloodborne really (laughs) missed the opportunity on um is to fucking give us the placenta knife like why can't why you can get that you can get the placenta knife yeah Yeah. i don't remember where but you can get it's called like isn't it don't you get it when you beat them because i got this thing called a parasite of cause or something uh yeah that might that might be 
it, but it only works like that if you're also using the milkweed rune and okay, look like so, a broccoli-headed freak. Yeah, so I, but I, <laughs> I can be a broccoli and slap people with a placenta. Yeah. Yeah. Fuck, you yeah. also have to have a high arcane level Fuck. though. Yeah, it's I, arcane I can't use it in my arcane scaling, really unfortunately. That's uh, you can also get yeah. you can also get the severed arm of an amygdala. Um, yeah, I'm definitely from, big slapping yeah, people that's with fun. that. From what I like to call the party cave, because there's just a blood starved beast in there. <laughs> <laughs> a blood starved beast and a yeah. hunter with a gatling gun. It sucks to go in there. That's awful, but like there are some things you just gotta do for the meme, you know? Yeah. <laughs> well, that level, yeah, uh, uh... we cleared that level, so you have to do it by yourself. Oh. <laughs> I, I do like to go on, like, what's the point if I'm not having fun with my friends? Well, we could always be in PS4 chat together, at least. That's true, yeah. and you guys can hear me scream. <laughs> I don't scream as well as Jake though. Yeah. Jake's scream is like Yeah, my <laughs> Yeah, no, it's beautiful. Yeah. <laughs> my like, yeah, thirteen year old girl scream. <laughs> I sometimes when I'm trying to sleep at night, I still remember like I was having a really bad night the other night and I was laying in bed and I suddenly remembered that time. Um Oh God, was it Dave was leading us through? And he's like, don't go stepping on these traps willy-nilly. <laughs> willy-nilly. And he's like, or don't go Thanks, step Dave. running through here willy-nilly. There's traps. And then, yeah. like, after he says that, he steps on a trap. I got clipped <laughs> by it. And then Jake just fucking gets smacked with a log and then flies off the side of the cliff yeah. and does his signature Jake scream. And I laughed so hard. I was crying <laughs> a little bit. Crap! <laughs> Don't yeah. go running down these trap uh, these paths willy nilly. There's traps. <laughs> Kachunk does exactly that. Yeah. <laughs> the gang goes running willy nilly yeah. down this hallway. Yeah. <laughs> oh god, that that will live in infamy. <laughs> <laughs> the funniest part is like it just clipped me, but I didn't know it was gonna come off those chains because I had never been there before. Yeah. But then it just rolled past me, and I hear that Jake go. Like- that was such a fucking funny moment when the game was first coming out and people, like, just didn't know. And so, like, almost everyone fell for that. And you would see videos of people and they would hear, like, the mechanism go off and start panic rolling. And they'd see the, tra- the trap would clear them. They'd be like, yeah. And then it pops off the chains and comes rolling after them again. They're just like, fuck! <laughs> yeah. Because, like, how are you? are like, oh, well, it's done now. No, it's fucking not. Yeah, it, it's like it's a really it's a really good like move by FromSoft because they had traps like that in Dark Souls, so seasoned players would be like, "All right, I'm good," and like, "Nope, guess again, yeah, you fucker." Fucking are. <laughs> guess again, fucker is my new favorite. Yeah. Fucking... I would just like to imagine the people in their buildings going, "Guess again, fucker." <laughs> Put that on a shirt. Guess again. Um, yeah. So so <laughs> Confederate power moves only help me defeat the orphan of cause. And it was a glorious moment. And then, um, then because I guess I was on that high, um, <laughs> uh, I decided to do some more chalice dungeon diving. And I kind of have to like now, I've, I've done all like the like, I guess, beginner dungeons. So that's been fun. But now I need to like keep doing them to get more materials for other harder dungeons, I guess. For the cursed and the defiled chalice dungeons. Yeah. Hey, didn't um, you also get the Rakuyo? 
that was my next thing was okay um, i was the, just like you can't f- fail to mention this jake it was yeah really no 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 that that was the like the like now i'm like like now i'm like dangerous like okay this is like where you're high where you're i probably should go to sleep but no <laughs> I'm like, let's take this high to places i've never been before and then ruin that high um which i'll explain more in the salt but yes after like hours and like a couple days of like attempting like i Maybe stayed up until like I, from like eleven to twelve on Saturday, and then like a few hours on Sunday. Finally got like I was hoping that like if I complained enough on Twitter, someone would be like, "Let me come and save you, Jake." But nobody you, wants to go into that. If you already shark the orphan well. of cause, you couldn't have. You have to do it alone. Uh, if you but even still, area- no one offered. So, yeah, well, which is funny. That would I offered. Well, I thought you were busy though, because you're like, "Will you help me with um, Orphan of Call?" I thought maybe that was like, a, "Oh, later on, like in the evening," because that was like dead set. Oh, dead. okay. Because I was like, "I'll help you," and, and, yeah. and like as much as Bum Wrecker really helps anybody. And then um, that one person commented, uh, "I got bum wrecked by that thing." <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got bun wrapped by them for I was 20 at, minutes. I was at the con all that day, so yeah. I was not. I don't know. I guess so. I thought you were busy for some reason. So I was like, oh, maybe this is like later tonight or something. Because <laughs> then we were like, oh, then we well, can go Well, you got it, so it doesn't matter. I don't really yeah, think yeah. Bum Wrecker would have been that much help anyway. Let's be honest. I, you know what? I honestly, after what I did, what I did, I think probably two people would have made it a lot easier than me having to learn how to parry well, the super shark as boy. As I said, it wouldn't have mattered because you'd already beaten the orphan of cause. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which, yeah. So Easy. I guess I would have found that. Yeah, I know. I'm like, why won't you load in? Oh, that's why. Because you already beat it. So, um, yeah. So I I will <laughs> stay tuned for uh, more of the Rikuyo because, oh my I'm, I'm god. I'm glad you finally got that, though. Because, like, <laughs> you kept... I remember when we were playing that area together... <laughs> For salt, for uh, saltborn, you were just like, "Come on, let's go down the well." And I was like, "Fuck you, no, we're not going down the fucking well." Yeah, you were super adamant about it. Like, no, we're going to go fight. I was having flashbacks, more flashbacks. Like, it really is a boss fight. Like, it's ridiculous. Like, like how that stupid shark boys end up. And then for whatever reason, I thought the um. The stupid, I thought the first Shark Boy was the one with the Rukuyo. I didn't know it was like Shark Boy hanging on the rafters that had it. So, yeah. So anyways, more of that in my, in my salt. So that wraps up my, um, my pre-salt. <laughs> so it's up to me. Yeah, um, I'm going to get the not bonsai stuff out of the way first. Um, so, um, my, Friend took me to this weird restaurant that I want to talk about. Um, it's this like it's Tex Mex, um, <laughs> and it's all car themed. So you go in and it's like made to look like a garage. Welcome to Radio um, Springs. And there's like cars <laughs> raised up on like the the hoists, you know, like they do when they're trying to like look under your car or whatever. And there's tires everywhere and like boots that are meant to look like like racing themed and everything and it's just like what makes it weirder is that it's in like it's in park city which is this like super bougie like like rich white people area of utah and so it doesn't fit with the 
the general theming of Park City really at all. They got real um, estate where they got real estate. Yeah, I mean, it seems to be doing okay. There was quite a few people in there when I went in, but in the food's the food's not bad actually. The food was pretty good. So, um, but yeah, it's all like car and NASCAR themed, and it was it was super weird. The um, the napkins are like rags that you would use when you're cleaning a car in a garage, oh like God. the mechanics use. Um, it was they were all out with their theming. They were they really went in on this, and it's been a couple weeks since I've been there now, so I'm struggling to remember it as much as I would have unfortunately we had to skip a week of recording but I'm like but it was it was such a it was such a weird restaurant not bad though not bad um and then I'm I'm making a million tiny foam details again and I just I don't I don't like foam but I gotta <laughs> I don't like working with foam um so I'm working on that again because I, I just literally, I literally cannot, can't stop, won't stop when it comes to cosplay. Like I never seem to really take significantly a break. <laughs> but back I to mean, that it's again. Your, it's your thing. It's my thing. Yeah. It's my like, thing. Yeah. It's like, that would be like if I was just like one day, yeah, I don't, uh, I'm just going to take a break from drawing for like, I don't know, a, a couple months, years. Like that would be weird. And I think like I would find it weird if you were suddenly like um i'm gonna take a break from doing cosplay i'm like hey it's i did thing. it i did it once last year i took a week off of sewing and i was like i felt like i was constantly had to do something and it was, it was really really weird for me um but yeah making making foam details again um and then my last not bonsai themed thing is uh, shout outs to Akira Yuki on Sargatanas for beating Palace of the Dead for me. <laughs> um, <laughs> we were stuck. So I went into Palace of the Dead and I can't remember how much of this I might have talked about on the last podcast, but like we, I, I went in and um, you kind of split it up b- between blocks of 50 floors. So it's like one to 50 and then... Um, 51 to 100 and then 150 yeah 100 150 whatever so the first and then after that they're split into 10 floors so it's 1 to 10 11 to 20 blah 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 so floors 1 to 40 not bad at all very easy to get through no problems floors 41 to 50 are awful (laughs) They're so bad, and the boss at the end is super tough um, for no real reason, and if you get all the way to the end and wipe to the boss, you don't get anything for the rest of the floors. You you just lose it all. Yeah, it it sucks. Um, So, and also because the leveling system in Palace of the Dead is unique, and you gain levels really, really quickly... So I was going in as a level 30 bard, but I started at one and leveled up to 60. So I'm learning this class. I learned this class like super quickly and um, didn't know what any of my songs did. Um, Going out of Palace of the Dead and kind of learning these, how to use these spells in the wild did help with that later on. But um, so nobody really knows what they're doing with their class, basically, if they've been running the Palace of the Dead over and over and over again for a really long time. But we wiped. I wiped to Edda Black Bosom like a hundred times. It felt like it was. It was definitely at least five. But I felt like I'd gone through these floors a hundred times by the time I get to this. And we and we ended up with like a light party. So there was a tank, a healer, and two DPS, which is unusual um, for Palace of the Dead. And I definitely ended up with a lot of all DPS runs. 
Um, but I was like, okay, I feel good about this team. We're going to do okay. And I'd also run this set of floors with that tank um, before. And I'm like, he's a, he's a cool dude, and I like him. So um, we get all the way to the end, and I'd had a long wait to get into Palace of the Dead because not a lot of people were playing these floors. So I'd looked up the boss mechanics after wiping to her four times. And I was like, all right, so y'all know what we're doing. This is how you beat the boss. Um, she has a spell she casts where like an eye appears on her character and you have to physically turn the camera away so that she's oh my not on, on screen. Uh, and if you don't do that, she gives your character uh, hysteria status, I think. Um, and you lose control of the character and they just run around the screen willy-nilly, um, which makes it impossible to avoid her area of effect attack. And every time you get hit by one of those, a sigil lights up on the ground. And if you get all five, her next AoE is an instant kill. Jesus Complete party Christ. wipe. So that's why I kept dying to this boss. She's so fucking tough. Like, I can't believe it. But anyway... Um, we're fighting, and when she's got about 75% health left, myself, the other archer, and the healer all wipe and leave the tank alone. And I'm like, well, here comes wipe number five or six. Rip us. I fucking hate Palace of the Dead. Um, but in the chat, I'm like, I believe in you, Akira. <laughs> and, like, you can do it. And he's like, haha, yeah. He did it. <laughs> He soloed nice. Etta Black Bosom and beat Palace of the Dead for me. Hey, um, you know, just like fucking Yu-Gi-Oh taught us that if you believe in the power of friendship and the heart of the cards, well, the heart of the cards part isn't very applicable here, but if you believe in the power of friendship, you'll pull through. Yeah, we're, we're, I'm going to talk about Palace of the Dead a little bit more in my salt, but like, truly, as you're saying, maybe the real Palace of the Dead was the friendships I made along the way. <laughs> it's like nothing quite bonded me to other players in this game like suffering through floors 41 to 50 in palace of the dead like i made actual friends like i added some of these people to my friends list because i'm like we've been bonded together by our salts over palace of the dead we're friends forever (laughs) now um but Thank shout out, dude! And like, as soon as he did it, of course we're all screaming and like all caps typing in the chat. And he says, "How is this possible?" And then in the next (laughs) sentence, he's in the next sentence, he's like, "Give me your fucking player commendation." (laughs) Yeah, dude, you you earned it. And so yeah, I did give it to him. I hope everybody did. God's sake, he deserved it. But (laughs) man, so. Shoutouts, dude. You're the best. I finally <laughs> escaped floor 51 of Palace of the Dead, or 50 of Palace of the Dead. And then 51 to 60 are like the level the level grind sweet spot. So I am, uh, I'm basically done until I decide I actually want to advance Palace of the Dead storyline. Because it does have a storyline, but oh, cool. we'll see. <laughs> we'll see. We'll see. Um, and so now, Anime Bonsai. Yay. I was there all weekend. Um, uh, I had so much fun. I didn't have a lot of fun at Anime Bonsai last year for reasons that were outside of the convention's control. But those reasons weren't present this time, and it felt I felt it. It was so much better than last year. Nice. Um, and I my I 
loved all my costumes. I got I, Azra always gets me a lot of really positive attention. I wore him on Friday, um, and I was the only Arcana cosplayer there on Friday. Of course, of course, two more showed up on Saturday when I wasn't wearing the costume and couldn't get pictures with them. But that's fine. It happens. Um, they also, um, I think I talked about this a little bit last year, but Anime Bonsai. Um, some people who go to Anime Bonsai also go to ALA, and at ALA. Um, that being Anime Los Angeles, they have the ribbon collecting game. It's like a huge fucking deal at Anime Los Angeles, apparently. Um, and so they brought it to Bonsai. And last year it was kind of small because there weren't a whole lot of people doing it. But this year, like, someone made a group and did a big group order, and a whole bunch of people brought these ribbons. So I showed off pictures of my ribbon strand attached to my badge that was taller than I am. Yeah. <laughs> um, I ended up with 55 total. Um, I think last year I got like 15. <laughs> so mm-hmm. it's a, definitely a big difference. Yeah. It, it was just a lot of fun. A lot of people will have you do something for the ribbons. They, they usually don't just hand them out. It's I had a bunch that said, you caught to be kidding me. And it was from a bunch of... Uh, Sailor Moon cosplayers that were in Yukata, and some of them, like, made you tell a corny joke, or made you do this or that. I had a Ruby villain character that made me laugh maniacally for hers. Um, (laughs) I had a whole bunch of Adventure Zone ones that made me answer trivia questions, um, or questions about, like, my, like, what's, what part of the Adventure Zone made you the most emotional, or whatever, um, stuff like that. There was a really cute one for a silent voice, um, which is a anime featuring a deaf character. And the person handing out these ribbons is also deaf, and she wanted people to um, use ASL for them. Oh, and it was cool. it was really wholesome. Like, a lot of people don't didn't know ASL, so people who did would teach them simple phrases. And you could see, like, a, a community effort to get these ribbons because a lot of people really like a silent voice, so they wanted this ribbon. Um, I, I think I fingerspelled my name at her. And that was enough. Like, it didn't have to be complicated. Um, and I don't know, it was really cute. I, I've i seen her a lot at the at this convention, and I've never seen so many people interacting with her. So, and she seemed to, ha- and she talked on Facebook about how she had, like, a wonderful time with all this, That's too. Awesome. So, very wholesome. Um, and last year, they had an issue with people leaving the little paper strips that cover the adhesive all over the place. And the convention staff was really unhappy with that. Like... So this year, a group put together the uh, stripper squad, and basically, if you handed in your strips, um, they would give you a ribbon that said, so for 10, you could get the um, amateur stripper ribbon, then for 25, you get apprentice (laughs) stripper, 50 got you the journeyman stripper, and 100 got you the master stripper ribbon, which I really wanted because it was rainbow, but I didn't have enough strips. But I did get journeyman, (laughs) um, and it was cumulative. So you could, if you handed in all 100 at once, they would just give you all four ribbons. Um, but unfortunately, I did not get my, my master stripper ribbon, but I got all the other ones. Um, tragedy struck. Tragedy. It, it was a shame. It was black and it was like rainbow font. It was the greatest ribbon ever, but <laughs> it was not to be. Um, I don't know. It was a ton of fun. And I think I'm going to ALA this year. So, well, I guess next year, but... 2019 um so i'm wondering if i could get some ribbons for that but if not um like because it is kind of expensive i want to get some 
for bonsai next year. I think it would be fun. And something that my friend told me they do at ALA is they have a ribbon Rapunzel award where um, if you bring, if you get a ribbon strand that is longer than you are tall, they'll hand you this ribbon that says ribbon Rapunzel on it. Nice. So I'd like to bring that to bonsai maybe, but <laughs> <laughs> that would be fun. And cause Again, like I was not the only person who managed to get a ribbon strand that was taller than they are. Like a ton of people got like over a hundred ribbons or whatever, and they were all over the place. It is a lot easier to get that one though if you're short, I'm sure. <laughs> 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 um, yeah, that was fun. And then I participated in the cosplay contest um, hey. with my Mikote starter set costume, um, and that was really good. I had a lot more time to in the judging room than I did at gaming con like gaming con gave me two minutes and they asked me that really weird question that threw me off my game and I got super nervous um I believe at bonsai they give you five which is plenty of time at least for me so I was able to talk about everything I wanted to talk about um it was a little less nerve-wracking because a lot of the judges at anime bonsai are like my friends or people that I at least know a little bit so it wasn't as like intimidating um and I was still nervous as hell, but not. I was able to speak coherently this time, at least, um, yeah. and got through that. And then I, I had my judging late, so I basically immediately had to go and sit in the green room and do the meeting, and then wait for the cosplay contest, which was terrifying. Um, just, I was just vibrating with anxiety the entire time. I did tell you guys before, uh, and I'll say it on the podcast again, that somebody took a picture inside the green room and I found it today. And all you can see is like my cat ears sticking up <laughs> over the crowd. Um, Cause I'm way in the back and I, I don't know, it just cracks me up. But, um, and I will say all day I was, people were like, God, it's hot. And I'm like, mm, mm, can't relate. Mm. and like I get in the back and the MC's there dresses Doctor Strange he's like I'm sweating to death and I like can't really <laughs> um, but you know I did my walk on and it was fine and I spent more than 10 seconds on stage which is good um, and but I do need to work on that because I didn't spend quite as much time in my walk on as I wanted but Maybe I should have practiced more. Whatever. It's fine. It's fine. It's fine. Um, and initially, um, when it was all said and done, I didn't win anything. And I was like, well, at least I looked cute. It's fine. Um, and But then the next day, I get to the convention, and there's a message on my phone from one of the judges. And she's like, are you going to the feedback panel today? And I was like, I can. When is it? I can't find it on the schedule. And she's like, oh, it's at 3... Um, basically there was a clerical error and we gave, we entered a master craftsman in the beginner category and gave her an award and we want to fix that and give you second place in craftsmanship. And I was like, what? (laughs) Um, I, um, so I, God, initially I was really speechless. And so like, I just had to show the message to my friend and they freaked out and then I started crying too. So I was just so excited. Yeah. I don't know. I, I didn't get that excited at Gaming Con, and I don't want to, like, diminish my accomplishment of winning third place and novice at Gaming Con, but it was a much smaller competition. So I guess this one, I was like, oh, it's real now. Um, <laughs> and basically what they did was they um, they the girl that was supposed to be a master's 
they gave second place and they just made that category a tie so that nobody had to relinquish their prize that they earned um because that would be terribly unfair um, oh, oh i'm about to, i'm gonna talk about something like that in my salt <laughs> oh boy um and then they moved the first place begin the second place beginner craftsmanship up to first and then they moved me into second so i don't know what i won yet um they're gonna figure that out and they got all my contact info but god i'm so it, it's kind of a bummer that i didn't get to accept it on stage but that's you know whatever it happens um it was just a mistake and i'm just glad i'm just glad i won i'm so excited yeah, congrats <laughs> that's awesome um, congrats yeah. And I also got really good feedback on my costume from the judges in that panel and um, both on my costume and my performance. Um, the performance judge said that I was too far back on the stage because I was scared. <laughs> and she's like, make your poses a little bigger, do more poses. And I was like, I felt like I was kind of limited in what I could do because I didn't want to flash the audience. And she's like, the audience is below you. You were already flashing them. And I'm like... <laughs> you right and she's like just wear bloomers i was like i was wearing shorts she's like well you have nothing to worry about then i'm like you right you right yeah <laughs> so um that was that was good and then um they basically said that um my work was really clean on the craftsmanship aspect and that it was a good example of a costume that can still be competitive even if it's really simple as long as it's done really well but they want to see something more complicated from me. So I'm going to work. That's that's what's going to be my next competition piece is something more complicated. Yes. Um, I'll work out exactly what that is <laughs> later. I have ideas, but I don't want to talk about them on the podcast until I ac actually start them because I don't want to jinx it. <laughs> yeah, that's fair. <laughs> yeah, that's um, fair. But yeah, no, it was just, it was a, it was a really good experience. Um, I... Even even with the mishap, like, you know, accidents happen. Um, and they were super professional and gracious and courteous about it. And just, I love anime bonsai. It's a good con. <laughs> Maybe cool. I just feel that way because it's local, but I had a great time. Um, <laughs> I also got a super cute Moogle statue that in, from the vendor's hall. It's He's a little Moogle and he's blowing his horn and the horn is a speaker and you can play music out of it. It's great. Oh, I love cool. it so that's much. adorable. <laughs> yeah. That's adorable. Um, so, yeah, I guess that's all I really have for my pre-salt. It was a lot. I got more to talk about later. <laughs> cool, cool. All right. I guess that means I'm up, and anyone who's been following me on Twitter knows what I'm probably going to talk about. Um, so I did a commission that you probably... Uh, I don't know if I want to say who did this commission. I did a couple commissions. Um but, I mean, you saw the one I did for uh, Monster of the Week, probably, the big poster. Yeah. For, yeah, of all of Chris's art, which I've been working on for a while, but I haven't talked about it because I didn't know if it was supposed to be, like, a surprise or what. Um, but I did that, which I felt like I was slowly turning into a spiral because <laughs> it was all of them, like, edited on to that manga where everybody turns into a spiral. Yeah, it was and, a like, monkey. I was just staring at those pictures, yeah, for, like, for for so long, trying to get them to, like, flow into each other, and I did a bunch of cool, like, edits, and I was doing, I was just staring at those for a long time, and I was slowly losing my mind. Um, but, uh, Jeremy liked it, so, 
and I guess Chris liked it, and I guess other people liked it, so thank you for liking it. Um, but also, that means I received money. Now, after I fist-fought myself as to whether or not I deserve one nice thing, um, I decided it like, you know, this $60 for hours of entertainment didn't seem so bad if it, like, came from commission money. So I bought myself, um, uh, Ass Creed Odyssey. Hey. And holy shit, you guys. Holy shit. Like, I, I think, you know, I had my reservations about this game. I haven't played a, um, Ass Creed game since Black Flag. I was talking earlier about that. Um, but, you know, I really wanted to play this game, and I saw everybody playing it, and I was, I really wanted to play Cassandra, so, um, I, you know, I got it, and I loaded it up, and I had been hearing a lot of people saying it was more open world, and I think I've talked about here before my, um, my aversion, kind of, to open world games a little bit, just because I might get bored. <laughs> like, I think my yeah. biggest thing with, uh... Witcher 3 is that I I got bored because I got overwhelmed by how much stuff I could do and it felt like all it felt like everything in Witcher 3 took me 300 years whereas like in Ask Creed Odyssey there are a lot of this game is very customizable um so they ask you a bunch of questions at the beginning like I mean they start off with what mode do you want to play it in easy normal expert hard you know like those kinds of things um and then they ask you whether you want more clues or less clues like all these sorts of things to, uh, like do you want more guidance do you want less guidance like these things are very um you know like good customization things i've actually really enjoying that because it helped me basically create a game experience that was fun for me instead of worrying about like I'm going to do this the hardest way possible or not at all. (laughs) And also I know that there are people out there who prefer not to get clues. You know, there are people who I just want to play and figure it out as I go along and that's valid, but it's also valid to be like, I don't want to spend 6 million hours here. Can somebody please give me a hint? Um, And so I, uh, you know, I set it up the way I thought would be best for me. And, um, I, that game so far, so the, the, the only thing I will say is, like, I was a little jarred by the intro where I guess we're playing, like, Alexios and Cassandra's dad or something in the Spartan War against the Persians, and, like, there's that, it's basically how they train you how to play the game, except for then I went to go do the, like, bull move later and it wouldn't let me do it and then i guess it's a learned skill i don't fucking know that why the fuck did you teach it to me in the fucking tutorial (laughs) anyway um the you you do that whole fight and then you do the whole as Kay and i were talking about and jake the animus thing it's like oh hold up we still have to go back in time and i'm like what the fuck where am i like i'm just like when do i get to choose cassandra that was the most important thing to me i'm just like i had a whole i had a whole unrecorded salt portion where i talked about how the animus stuff is the worst part of assassin's creed and always has been and the games would be better off without it but they can't get rid of it now and like yeah they're too they're in they're too far at this point they can't (laughs) they're afraid to stop Um, they're just minimizing it as much as possible every time yeah it's very minimal in this and then uh so of course i like as soon as I got to Alexios or Cassandra, I, like, drop-kicked Alexios. I Spartan-kicked Alexios <laughs> from the side of the cliff, which is a thing you can learn. It's a move you can learn in this game, which I think is super funny. Um, 
Because they have it split into, like, your hunting skills, your Spartan warrior skills, and then your ass skills. I mean, you know, assassin skills, but I like to call them <laughs> ass skills. Um, but uh, I Spartan kicked Alexios out of the universe and chose Cassandra because I'm a sane person. Arm. I love arm. Arm. Like, big arm. arm. Big arm. And also my eagle, whose name is Ikurus. It's <laughs> so cute. It's so cute. You can see with its eyes, because I have a really hard time piloting my eagle, and I don't know if it's just me. And I'm sure other people are going to be listening, and they'll be like, Jesse, it's really easy to pilot the eagle. But for some reason, the eagle does not like to be piloted by me. I'm like, hey, can you turn? No, not that way. No, this, I'm, I'm literally literally moving the controls in the way that I need you to turn and you're just drifting away I I don't know I don't know what's up with my eagle driving but I'm not very good at it um but yeah I love Cassandra we're getting like bits and pieces of her backstory I don't know if I want to mention like what they are because I don't know if people want to you know figure that out on their own I will say she's a mercenary um and I won't say what happened to her family, but she wasn't raised by her family after a certain point. I don't know how old she was, maybe like 10 or 11. Um, and she's raised by this other dude who's bad with money. And so he's like, here, you will be my little tiny mercenary and I will raise you. It's actually quite weird. Um, <laughs> and she's like, oh, I'll be grateful for this. So I'm going around doing like little mini tasks while also doing large tasks. I got to fight the sharks, but I didn't want to dive into the water and fight the sharks because I have a fear of being underwater (laughs) and fighting sharks. (laughs) Like, it was about to trigger a real-life fear. You know what I'm saying? So I stood on this, like, tall thing and uh, shot them from above with arrows and killed them that way, which Mai called a very Moira solution, which I appreciated. <laughs> um, so I definitely took them out, which was a was a grand old time before I even got into the water. Although it still played the danger music when I was in the water, and I didn't appreciate that. I'm like, can you turn the danger music off? That's it. Doesn't matter if you've killed like the bandits or whatever that are in the area it'll still play the danger music. And I'm like, can you, can you not? You're giving me anxiety and there's no reason for me to have anxiety. And I, I really need that music for when the giant ass dude who's like still three levels above me, who's trying to kill me. There was one point where I was playing, you know, that music that's like, da, 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 yeah. What's the the music that's like they play in like chase scenes in Scooby Doo and stuff where like people are like <laughs> running around the bongos? No, somebody somebody um fucking like you somebody who knows what I'm talking about comments on this episode and you mention what I'm talking about. But essentially, it was like this hilarious chase scene where I wanted to go out of this cave, but then I saw him on the little map thing, and he was like, I kept, like, dodging him in town by just going around the other side. So there's, like, a point where I just walked very close to him. Like, I could see him, but he couldn't see me. It was a whole-ass fucking time. (laughs) And I, I was just dodging him because I'm not, I'm not even close to being, like, strong enough to fight him yet and i'm still doing stupid shit like 
I have to go kill this giant wolf for a pelt so that I can give the pelt to that dude. Like, you know, stupid tasks like that, which make me feel amazing because after I completed them, it just like checks it right off the list. I'm like, look at me doing stuff <laughs> in my fake life. But uh, I was telling Maya a little bit that I have the option to be anybody in this game. Like, you can really be anybody in this game. Um, it lets you have like playability of like what kind of person you are. Kind of like, I mean, it doesn't have, like, in, um, like, the Dragon Age games where, like, there are, like, paths, kind of, like, of comedian or peacekeeper or blah, blah, blah. It's not quite as, like, designated as that, but you know which options are which, you know? Like, you get the idea. So, like, I could have money, but, like, I went and killed all these bandits that were pretending to be Hermes in this cave and there's, like, this giant statue of Hermes in there, but if you go past it, the crack in the wall, there are bandits, which was hilarious because I accidentally aggroed them all at once and I had to exit that little crack and then come back in and kill them later. Um, but, uh, so I, like, I I go into that cave and I kill them all, and after you kill them all, there's a cutscene where as you're leaving, this woman is praying to Hermes. And the sad part about this is that people have been leaving offerings for this god, and, um the bandits have just been taking them. That's the whole backstory of that whole side quest. And this guy has you go investigate because he's poor and he keeps giving stuff to the gods, but they're not giving him anything back. So I go and kill the bandits and I have all their loot and I'm like, money! But then I get to this crack in the wall and I stop and there's this woman praying to Hermes because like all of her stuff her cart broke so she couldn't go to market and she has no money and she's gonna die essentially because she has nothing and she's like please please help me right and you can choose to say nothing or you can choose to say something so of course i'm like i want to say something so then cassandra my love it's just like <laughs> this fake man voice right this like obviously oh like mulan when she pretends to be paying um <laughs> is like it is i hermes and i have heard your prayer and go home and check your front doorstep and there will be something for you right and she's like oh thank you hermes and she leaves and katandra's like shit <laughs> so, <laughs> you could take all the stuff that you got from the bandits and you can put it on her doorstep to make sure that she does it because you get to her house and you see her broken cart and all of her goods are broken and it's really sad so then you just like leave her some money and run away basically i've been doing shit like that this whole time so i'm i mean i'm not completely poor because every time i go to kill some bandits i loot them all and if i find a random purse on the ground i just take it as you do in real life and i'm joking um <laughs> I mean, it is on the ground, and I don't know who dropped it. It's in the middle of a city, and there's no... There weren't, like, IDs in that time, you know? Um, but, I mean, like, and I do steal stuff from places that I sent to kill people, as you do. Like, what What else are you to do? You're you're an assassin. Um, excuse me, I'm still a mercenary, I guess. But uh, there's also, like, you have a choice to let this guy kill this entire family because this village got sick, and, like... He's like, it was the will of the gods. Don't interfere with the will of the gods that he killed everybody and burned the town down so nobody else got sick, which just seems, like, dramatic to me. Like, why didn't you just quarantine the town or something? Like, I, it just seems, like, ridiculous that you just decided to fucking go straight to murder. Like, that was, <laughs> that was the whole, that was the, I mean, I guess it's the same with the purge, but he goes straight to murder, right? And he's like, you can, um, you can do nothing or you can help me. 
And of course, I, I, I fucking wasn't going to let him kill this family because also I had like a, we have like a little girl who follows us around who's like our page, I guess. She, she's like a messenger girl, literally. Like you have to save her at one point because she gets kidnapped. Um, but the other little girl is her friend and she asked us to check on this girl and I'm like, I, I can't fucking let these people die. So of course I'm like, okay. I'm gonna fist fight you, which I think is just Cassandra. Like, when you first meet Cassandra, she's just like, I'm getting too old to have to fight for my life every day. But, you know, that's just how it be in ancient Greece, apparently. (laughs) Um, (laughs) And so I just, like, kill these guys. And then the family's like, we don't have very much, but take the last of our money um, before we leave this island. And I'm like, I'm not taking your money. You guys are like, your house burned down. You almost died just now. You have like five cents and I'm not going to take it for me. <laughs> like, and I'm like, my, this, I'm going to be poor this whole game because I just keep doing shit for free and just because I want to be nice. But I like that I have that option and I love Cassandra. She's so funny. I love her personality. I love her eye rolling and, I love when she does that thing where she crosses her arm and I'm like, oh, gay! I'm so gay! And then I take a sip of my water. Um, yeah, I love Cassandra and I love Ask Creed Odyssey and I'm having a really good time. I definitely prefer this kind of version of open world where I can have these like leveling tasks that are very short and like, I mean, there are some longer ones, but there's a lot of short ones that are like, you can't accomplish this. It's not going to take you 300 years to do it. And um, so that I can there's go back no, to the- There's no Final Fantasy fourteen Relic Quest levels of- I don't know if there are. There might be, because you know how, like, I haven't gotten that far yet. I'm still in the first world. Um, but- the first island, because that's another fun thing about ancient Greece. There's apparently a shit island, because everybody always talks about how shitty it is there. Um, and I'm like- I mean, that's fair, but guys, we live here. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, I've been having a good ass time. And of course, I'm playing dress up with all the stuff that I steal and find and put on. Um, so yeah, I really recommend this game, actually. I didn't know how I was going to feel about it, but I'm having a really good time. It feels different than the other Ask Creed games, but in a really good way. And you have a lot more choices about what experiences you want to have. Like, there's base things that you've got to do, but there's other stuff that it's like, you don't have to do this. But if you enjoyed this part of this game, you'll enjoy this quest. You know what I'm saying? Um, Whereas, if you're like, actually, I really hated this aspect of this game, you don't got to do it. So, um... (laughs) That's, that's, it's kind of like a build your own experience. And I'm having a, I'm having a good old time. I'm having fun. Um, you know, I will say that it made me feel really bad to kill that big ass wolf because he made sad dog noises. And I'm like, this is rude. Um, I know. How am I to do this? I'm like, I don't, I don't feel good about this at all. He's like, I'm like, no. (laughs) But. yeah i'm having a good time and i maybe i'll stream it if i'm feeling like brave i just don't want people to make fun of me but uh (laughs) when i'm playing it but yeah good time i don't know if i want to talk about the ghost walk here or i mean it's definitely a lot more salt than it is good so maybe i'll just save it (laughs) for the salt might as well yeah Yeah. so 
Um, yeah, well, so moving on to Salt. Um, <laughs> speaking of uh, Radiator Springs, um, <laughs> uh, so my son's new movie obsession is Cars 3 um, on Netflix. Oh my god, isn't that the one where he dies? Uh, it looks like he's gonna like- die. There's like a whole moment where it's like he's flipping through the air and it's like completely silent. And then, like, he wrecks all gnarly or whatever. And you're like, did we just watch Lightning McQueen die? But no, he's... You know what kids like? <laughs> Death. Yeah, which is which. funny about that part is um, sometimes when I'm playing with my son, like, say, like, you know, like, we're um, rough roughhousing or whatever. Like, he goes to like, to, like, punch me. I'm like, no, no. Like, I'm all dramatic about my nose. So right before <laughs> uh, Lightning McQueen dies... Um, <laughs> He's trying to win the like, you know, there's these rookie cars that are faster than him. And he's like, you know, like falling behind. He's like, no, no. And then like, you know, his tire explodes and he goes flying or whatever. But like for the first few times my son watched that, like that no was like me playing with him saying no. So he laughed every time Lightning McQueen died. I love it. (laughs) So imagine you have this little baby giggling as he's like flying through the air about to die. But, um, yeah, so that's, that's his new boss baby is Cars 3. And also Netflix has this, like, I'm assuming this must have been, like, shorts or something somewhere between Cars 1 and Cars 2. But it's this collect, this collection of maybe, like, five or six Mater cartoons, like, really quick shorts called If I'm mm-hmm. Lying, or no, called Mater's Tall Tales. And each one starts off with him saying, like, if I'm lying, I'm, if I'm lying, I'm crying. And there's like, he's, um, a, a stunt car. He's a fire engine in one. He's, um, a matador in another. He's I've actually somehow... seen one of these in a Tumblr shit post. And I don't remember what the shit post is about, <laughs> but I saw one of them. <laughs> yeah. So, so this is his new thing. And, um, let me start with Cars 3. Cars 3, the first time I watched it, surprised me because I didn't really expect much from it. But by the very end of the movie, it turns out that uh, this trainer, Cruz Ramirez, that went with him this whole time, um, instead of it like being like trying to train the old man for like his last fight, turned into everything they were doing was actually training her to be a first time racer. And then so uh, at the end of it, they end up like swapping out places like mid race. And, um, she ends up winning the race through all these, like, tips that, like, they kind of, like, went on this journey through this movie. And I kind of, like, at the end of the movie, you get that, like, Pixar, like, am I gonna cry right now? Because I'm like, for one, it's, like, a female car that wins, and then it's also, like, a Latina car, female car that wins. So I was like, whoa, I wasn't expecting that from a car movie at all. Um, so I was, like, really kind of, like, touched by it. But the more and more you watch it, the more and more you're like, they edited the end. Like, they could have made the ending a lot more powerful, but they didn't edit well or the story. Like, they have this whole thing where he's just this old man trying so hard to still win. And at the very, like, in the middle of the race, realizing I'm not going to do this. Oh, crap. This whole time I, sh- I should have been giving her the opportunity. Um, when... There's perfect moments where it's almost one of those where like I wish I had the time and the patience to edit it myself because yeah. there's a moment where they like like he says like oh like I wish 
Doc Hudson, like his mentor, you know, like I knew he loved being out on the track. And then some old timers like takes him to his like, because apparently that car dies or whatever. Yeah, like, he did. Yeah, because I like, guess a voice actor actually passed away or something like that. Yeah. Um, and so like, there's a moment in the movie where it's like, oh look, no, his actual greatest joy wasn't racing; it was mentoring you. And I'm like, if they would have been able to use that, cut it where now Cruz Ramirez is like about to leave, and it's like, no, 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 my time is over with. Now it's your time. I'm okay with sacrificing. You know, I'm most probably gonna lose this race anyways because I'm just an old. My I'm an old car. I can't make it. Instead of it being like mid race, and then I was just curious. I'm like, in NASCAR, can you swap out cars in the middle of the the race? And it's like not in NASCAR. No, some other maybe other races you can, but like their whole premise was like, like that movie had a weird editing thing. So I don't know if you remember the press junket around that movie. Um, no, but the God, I remember the interview with this movie, but basically they, <laughs> they interviewed like one of the guys who was like one of the writers for it. And he went on this fucking yeah. long ass rambling spiel about essentially it, it amounted to those darn millennials <laughs> and wow, their really? fangled <laughs> ideas and their bad and they're lazy and the blah 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 blah. I'll see if I can find the interview because it was fucking wild. Like Lightning McQueen be- basically became a metaphor for how like these people, these older people, were feeling alienated by this newfangled world or whatever, and all these new kids need to earn their respect. Anyway, this press junket went over really fucking bad um, when wow, it came yeah, out. I can imagine. <laughs> So, and this was much, like, way before it came out. Like, this is when they first started talking about Cars 3. Um, Uh So I wonder if, like, that, the ending is an edit. You know what I'm saying? Like, if it was something else before, and then they were like, oh, shit, I don't think people really want this. And then the storytelling (laughs) changed. You know what? Maybe, because it just... Yeah, at first you're just like the first watch are just so like, oh my gosh, like them actually like making the Cruz Ramirez character win. You're like, wow, that's like pretty awesome. And then like just looking at it, you're like, why why wouldn't he why would he still try? Like, even before they go to the race, he loses to her. So I'm like, that should have been like like and they make it like he goes all sad to this race. And I'm like, I feel like if he knew that his mentor enjoyed being a mentor and he throughout the movie they show you that like he's building this rapport with her and like you know the whole time like every time he's teaching every time they're at some place he ends up teaching her something which is pretty pretty awesome like i wish at that moment it should have been like no you're going to be the racer like this is your time to be a racer or um, if i even was he- script doctoring this like <laughs> i think i think the big problem here is that that's the climax of the film so like what you're talking about about him switching places with her that's the big climax of the film but what would have been interesting perhaps is before he even actually races like before he races the first half of the race like somehow present it so that you think lightning mcqueen is gonna race but in fact it is ramirez and so she races like start the race like that but like like make it ambiguous before that cut to that scene so like you think oh lightning mcqueen still thinks he can do it even though he lost to her and his ego came first but then you see her racing and then you see some like lightning mcqueen's reaction to that like that would have been perhaps a better way to go about that writing 
Yeah, and like as I was looking at it, because I'm thinking about it as an editor, there's the scene where like she's driving out of the the stadium and he's on the road racing. But I'm like, it could be very well easily edited. Like if that's him going on the track, like you know what I mean about to like to line up to start, and then wait a minute, call her back. Like very easily that could have been edited, and I'm like, that's why I'm like, should I do it? But I'm like, who's gonna watch it? It's just for me. (laughs) Like it's on Netflix or stuff like that. But like I just thought, like man, that's like such. They did such a good job with the ending that it just sucks that it was kind of like still like. Um, let's still pay attention to Lightning McQueen. You know what I mean? Like, yeah, because he's I, he's our guy. So I yeah. Mean, like, so I I love how we're talking about a fucking children's movie and we're like, if yeah, only this right. had been better. If only, yeah, <laughs> it would change. A children's movie, children's movies can be good. There's no reason why they have to be bad. Yeah, yeah. And so like, I don't like, know. It's just you like you don't be, have to just... make your basis for a children's movie less than your basis for an adult movie, but it is Cars <laughs> three. So yeah. we're already yeah. we're already having to have had experienced Cars two by this point, and we're tired. <laughs> yeah. So it's just I, I think it's just because I just wa- watch it so often that I'm like, no, I would enjoy watching it more if I had my edit of the movie. I feel but, like we- I get Cars and Talladega, Ricky Bobby's Talladega Nights. <laughs> like mixed up in my head and that's a real problem (laughs) yeah but um but yeah then that brings me to this mater thing which is the same thing the first time you're watching it you're laughing at the goofiness of it because it's every story it's a tall tale where he's like exaggerating like oh i was a fire truck and then mater's all decked out like a fire truck and then it always happens where there's this big climactic moment like oh my gosh what are you gonna do and Lightning McQueen chimes in and it's like, so what happened? He's all, what are you talking about? You were there. And all of a sudden now Lightning McQueen is in the middle of this tall tale, usually getting beat up or something. Like he's the one who got set on fire or if they're doing <laughs> like, a, you know what I mean? Like they're, they're doing wrestling against monster trucks. And all of a sudden he's like, oh, don't you remember? We were a tag team. And now Lightning McQueen is in the middle of the ring and stuff like that. So you're, you're kind of laughing at these, like, what are the next little twists? But then the more you watch it, after the first short, all of a sudden, it gets uh, really like, what is going on with Mater? Because there's always these two female cars that he's like, hello, ladies. And at first you're like, and they're like, oh, Mater. And at first you're like, okay. But then like, later on, he's like grabbing on them. I don't even know how to describe it because they're cars. But like he whips, he's like, he... <laughs> like in the Matador one, he like whips his like little like tow truck thing and pulls one close to him. Oh my god! Like, yeah, like almost like grabbing her and like wrapping his arm around her shoulders and stuff like that and pulling her close. Um, and every one like they're like, "Oh, Mater!" And he's like, "One, one where he's like a uh, monster truck. He's like, they're real. Want to touch him? Like somebody flexing their arm. Like want to touch my muscles, ladies? They're real." And I'm just like, "What is going?" And then like the more we're watching it, the more my wife is like. I really hate that he likes this cartoon. Like, my wife is just like, this is so effed up. I really hate this. Like, why did they do this to this character? Because he's just supposed to be the goofy redneck. Yeah. Like, like he's yeah, he's Larry the Cable Guy. That's all he's there for, just to make you laugh at, you know, him being the hillbilly. But, no, like, the they rest of the, like... Bring, they had to bring weird, sexist, like, 
Yeah. yeah. And I'm just like, and like the more we're watching it, me and my wife are looking at each other like, cause at first we were like, every time there's a funny joke, you know, you do that thing where, where you laugh, you look at somebody to make eye contact. Like, it was yeah. funny, right? But then all of a sudden now. I can't believe you just described that because it is something that I experienced, but I've never once like, <laughs> you know, like when you stare at somebody to make sure they find this as funny as you do. Funny too. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like when you watch something funny by yourself and you look around, you're like, oh, there's nobody here. I'm by myself. <laughs> but, but yeah, like then we started doing that, but more like, this isn't right, right? Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And so like, I'm just like, what is going on with Mater? So I don't know. Like I, I'm still okay with him watching Cars 3, but we're trying to get him to not want to watch these Mater cartoons because I'm just, we're just not okay with like, at one point, the fire, I'm, the fire truck. You one. don't care. You don't very much care for how this male car is treating the lady cars. Yeah. yeah. It's just really bad. Like, okay, like during the fire truck one, they're dressed up as like the Dalmatian cars or something like that. Cause the fire, you know, there's always Dalmatians with the firemen. Yeah. And like, and he's like, um, check it out, ladies. And they're like, bow wow. Like all that's, like, kind of like sexy. There's a lot like, of what? layers to that. There's a lot yeah. to unpack there. Yeah. <laughs> it's just really bad. And then like, mate, and then like the Matador one, like supposedly looks like he's died. He's like, no, Senor Mater. And then I'm like, and then he comes out and he's alive. Oh, and they're like, see, sí, mate. I'm like, oh my God, this is just no. And then like the last one is like this Tokyo Drift one. That's, it feels pretty racist. Like, I don't know how other to describe I it. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know why I laughed because that sounds like a weird place to laugh, and I'm sorry. But like, just the idea of a race. Oh, the absurdity car of it. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Because it's just like ah, this feels like like the like I don't know, like the like classic like let's do the like samurai Japanese 1980s oh, yeah. voice, and I'm just like uh. And I know they're supposed to be in Japan, and it's supposed to be like, but I'm just, mm, I don't feel this feels bad. <laughs> so feels bad, um, Todd. Yeah, so I'm just like, no, I, I think we're gonna try to like. I know he likes cars, and I think that's the only reason why, because they're just they're cars. So um, hopefully they put the other cars movies on, so that way I, mean, I can. I guess that's really the selling point of those films to children, because somebody yeah. in the Disney lab was like, you know what kids really fucking love? Cars. 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 Yeah. And yeah. they were right, but yeah. holy shit, did it bring some... <laughs> I told y'all you this... that I got commissioned by my friend as a joke to draw um, sexy versions of, uh, of fucking Lightning McQueen and um, God, what is it? Doc Holiday? Like as people, oh, did I tell you this? No. Oh my god! Yeah, it was a, and now they won't stop sending me car stuff as a joke, and I'm like, you're the one who asked for this, and now I, now I just keep getting sent car stuff, and it's not even them; it's oh, just them. My other friends are doing it too, and I'm like, please stop! I don't actually like cars porn. <laughs> this and sounds awful. This is how it started. Um, yeah. This is my mistake, um, <laughs> and now I can't ever watch Cars again. Yeah, all you hear is like "kachow" in your nightmare. Kachow. Kachow. Like, I need to leave this country. I am speed. <laughs> yeah. Well, um, yeah. So, so that's the 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 car salt, which brings me to the fucking Shark Boys, the fucking <laughs> rotten, dirty ass. 
living in the whale and the fish hamlet. Piece of shit shark boys. He's I thought you were boys. talking about fucking shark boy and lava Not girl. the shark boy. No, not the, the shark boy. I don't know. But the, the shark boys. The listeners are going to be like, Jesse, when was the last fucking time that shark boy and lava girl were relevant? And I'm like, okay, but listen, I wish they were relevant. <laughs> Yeah, I know. Taylor Lautner somewhere is like, my ears are burning. Who's talking about me, <laughs> shark boys? Um, these, holy crap, like, I, everyone was asleep and I start getting vocal at the TV. That's when you know I'm having a bad time. Where I'm like, you, oh, like, and then, like, I started doing stupid stuff. Like, for whatever reason, I got the poison blade and the shaman blade com- mixed up. So I'm like throwing all these poison blades thinking like they're going to turn on each other. And I'm like, no, I'm throwing the wrong stupid blade. I'm just poisoning the super shark boys and they're still coming after me. And then for a while I was doing good against the first one, parrying it and doing all that other stuff. But like maybe at like half life or quarter life, it goes and wakes up the other one. Yeah. And forever. Yeah. And for whatever stupid reason I'm doing good. The other shark boy picks you up and just devours you, and there's your whole health bar. Like, there's no fighting you. You're just dead. Do you, you understand dead. now? Do yeah. you understand now? Why yeah. I was like, no, understand. we're not going into the well. Your apprehension, yeah. <laughs> so it's just, it's just, you're done. And I'm like, no. Um, then I was like, well, how can, how can I cheese this guy? And then like, there's like, we'll get the shaman bone blade or whatever. And you, you, you know, you hit him with it and then they fight each other. And if you're lucky, the one that I saw on YouTube, the guy got so damn lucky because the first shark boy beats up the Rakuyo shark, shark boy. So I guess if you haven't done this fight, you start off fighting one that has like this like freaking anchor, boat anchor and uses the boat anchor as a weapon. And there's another one like attached to the ceiling. Uh, with no weapons, but, and so he's the Rakuyo boy, so I guess he's the one who ate the Rakuyo or whatever. And so, yeah, so you fight I think the first it's one. one you fight second is the one that drops. Oh, is it? Isn't it? Oh, I, I didn't know so. that. I thought it was just a sh- the roof guy. But like, I mean, I might be wrong, but I seem to remember something like that. Um, because what was interesting was, um, when this guy was cheesing him, and I, I maybe need to go back and look at the video. But, um, the one kills, I think he kills the one that's on the roof using the shaman bone blade. And all of a sudden the Rakuyo spawns and he doesn't end up killing the second, the first original shark boy. He ends up just running, grabbing a Rakuyo and climbing the hell out of the ladder. Um, while the other one is still wandering around. So this whole time I thought it, I guess messing, mixing it up. I thought if I kill the first one before the second one drops, then I'll get the Rakuyo without having to fight the second one. So I spent all of Sunday night trying to do that to no avail. Um, then I went and I started spending like insight on the shaman blades. And I am the most salty about them because I thought they would be like the poison blades or any other knives that you throw. But instead, um, your hunter winds up in like old fashioned Babe Ruth baseball throw and just like swings it doesn't actually throw the knife. And it's like, I'm like, why is the Kirk hammer an easier weapon to swing and it's heavier? Why is, um, the boom hammer a faster weapon? Because it and doesn't it's this bigger have magical thing. powers. I'm just like, 
is is the mystical powers what's heavy? Yes. Because it's just like the See, slowest. The magic thing ever. is very heavy. It's heavy ass magic. It's it's really like your hunter's like, oh, I'm gonna stab you, Shark Boy. Watch out, run, Shark Boy. And, and the then shark finally like, you oh, miss. No. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and that's your magic knife. Yeah. Um, and then what sucks too is like, it doesn't feel like you connect, like you, like when you do with like your weapons, it just feels like you're just aimlessly like swinging. So there's a couple times where like I swung the stupid shaman bone blade thinking I hit it and like, oh, here comes two shark boys to eat me. Um, and not in a good way. Uh, so like, <laughs> like, what's going on oh, with this? I, I guess monster fuckers want to be eaten by, <laughs> yeah, I know. by shark boys. <laughs> shark boys um, but like yeah and then so like i i was just getting i was getting angry to the point where like i felt like my family was like let's not be around him right now let's go, <laughs> let's go play on this side of the house like i felt like at one point it i was, was with my son Dude, yeah i was with my son and i feel like he was just like yeah i'm just gonna go take my cars to the room and play over here um but yeah like i was just getting so livid and then i'm just like um i was yeah i was getting ready and for whatever reason i didn't know about the whole boss thing so i honestly was like well maybe i'll just wait and ask for help later on in the night when more people were off of work or you know relaxing from their their saturday or sunday or whatever it was and then i was like no let me try a couple more times like i still had like a couple more shaman blades so i'm like might as well just wait until i use these and then you know, call it a day. And then that's when I finally like pulled it off. And then watching the video, like, I feel like it doesn't look as hard as it really was. I do have some of like the, like, I guess bloopers. So I might post those later, but like, God, I was so angry at this stupid shaman bone blade. I'm like, why is the magic so heavy? <laughs> it's a knife. Just stab the shark boy in the butt and run. Um, and that's then that why, other shark boy that just eats you. That's why people and gets fucking wrecked by Thanos instead of like actually trying to magic him because his magic is really heavy and he's in space and he's worried about it. <laughs> that's my that's my logic for fucking <laughs> that fucking awful movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's just magic is so heavy. Magic is so <laughs> heavy, and that's why Loki forgets to use it's it all the so time. Heavy. I guess. Yeah, it's just like I'm just gonna just I'm just gonna use these knives. We don't need magic. We don't need magic if we have knives. Yeah, but the, the unless you have magic knives. knives and they're heavy. Yeah. <laughs> but oh god, like sometimes I wish I could record myself because I'm sure it would be funny. But then at the same time, it would be embarrassing having to like listen to me like, ah, you fucking got the frog, <laughs> just yelling at these stupid shark boys. Um, but God, it was worth it. Like I felt like all of a sudden that like bloodborne high came back into my bones and blood. And I was like, ah, like, like that one moment when I was like, Jesse! Jesse! like yeah, that was really visceral Mikolash. Like that feeling of like, that was yeah. a experience. I will never yeah. forget the first time I ever beat a Dark Souls boss, and it was with Nikki, and we were playing Dark Souls 3, and I was using magic, which apparently was, like, me deciding to play Dark Souls on hard mode the first time I ever yeah. played it. Um, but, because that casting time is so bad, but uh, <laughs> I, I was playing, heavy. <laughs> and I finally beat that fucking 
the first boss, and I was just screaming, and Nikki was screaming too, and both of us were like, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. That's what it like felt like. Weird it's... high. You're like, that's yeah. right. Sit down, bitch. <laughs> you stay down. <laughs> yeah, it's that like blood bo- or souls born high. Like, I'm like, I get, I understand it now. <laughs> like, I would get excited about beating these bosses, but like, th- when you beat them and then you get a prize, it's like the ultimate. Like, ah! so. Um, yeah, I think I even picked the, like, the prayer emoji, or the emote or whatever, because I'm just like, thank you, God. <laughs> you know that, um, Vine where the kid gets the basket, and he then he's like, let's go! <laughs> That's me. Every single time. Let's go! <laughs> oh, yeah, so, but yeah, so that's, that's my salt. All right, um... I'll start with the bonsai stuff this time. Woo! Um, so while I was in the green room waiting to go on stage, I looked down at one of my um, thigh foam pieces and noticed that it was kind of hanging loose. So I went to pull it off to adjust it, and the Velcro came off. And I was like, my, my life flashed before my eyes. <laughs> and I was like, oh my god. So I peeled the Velcro off of the um, stocking, and I ran up to the front where I knew they had a cosplay repair kit. And I'm like, I'm having an emergency. <laughs> And so the staff member springs into action and she pulls out some super glue and I hold out the little bit of Velcro and she squirts super glue over both of our hands and <laughs> I like carefully lift off the, the Velcro and stick it back on the foam piece and then peel my hand off of her hand <laughs> and, <just like laughs> and pry my fingers apart and I'm just like I hate superglue so fucking much <laughs> she's like do you want an alcohol wipe and I'm like it's not gonna help yeah. <laughs> it's just like superglue because you especially if you like try to squeeze it ever is a bad time you just have to let it sort of yeah. like run out if that makes sense yeah well, it would like it wouldn't help because it was like a, a gel type super glue. Oh, yeah. And then also she like it was one of those ones where you have to puncture the top. Yeah. So she punctured the top, thereby thereby squeezing it a little bit. So when she pulled the thingy out, it just squirted everywhere, and we're just like, I guess we're stuck together now. <laughs> just, just the idea of you awkwardly peeling your fucking hand off of hers is fucking hilarious to me. I'm sorry, it's probably, it was probably the worst experience, but I just. I just love the idea of No, it was okay. Like, like, we got it soon enough that it didn't peel away any skin, but it, I mean, y- you know, I, I'm sure you super glued yourself to a lot yeah, of things, and it's not fun. Have. I once super glued all <laughs> uh, my but fingers it did save my together, costume. and I had, uh, it was really funny, too, because I was putting a gem on something, and instead I super glued all my fingers together, and then the gem was stuck to the top of all my fingers that were glued together. <laughs> <laughs> I had a coworker once that came in like 15 minutes late and she's like, sorry, I'm late. I super glued my hands together. <laughs> That's a fucking mood. <laughs> um, I mean, it saved my costume, but then I had super glue on my hands for the next two days. Uh, but what, what can you do? That, that is just the super glue yeah. experience, to be honest. Um, the other thing is that, like, halfway through the cosplay contest or thereabouts, I noticed that, like, the top of my uh, detached sleeves 
for my Mikote costume were starting to like rub and irritate my skin Ooh. and it was like it hurt a little bit and I'm just like well I mean I have to keep them on because the the armor pieces are perfect right now where they are and I don't want that to change so I'll just deal with it when I get home or like well I had plans to go out for dinner with my friends afterwards I was like I'll just take them off and leave them in my car um I did not do that I left them on and I'm like I'll just deal with it when I get home and I got home and I took off, I just stripped out of my costume like Ursula busting out of the It's like, feels, to be honest. Um, and I showered, and then I got out, and there were these massive blisters on my arms oh, no. that I hadn't noticed. And I was like, holy shit. Mm. And they were super delicate because I'd just been in a hot shower, so they all popped and got all gross. <laughs> Um, immediately, and I'm just like, why? And immediately, (laughs) yeah, and immediately I'm like, oh shit, what if I'm having, like, an allergic reaction to the silicone back elastic? So I checked, because I had those on my stockings, too, so I checked my legs, but my legs were completely fine. So, uh, my friend suggested the next day that maybe, like, the combination of, like, sweat from the faux leather armor... And the elastic caused it to, like, chafe extra super hard. Um, and that's probably it. But that sucked. And I just put, like, I just slapped some A&D ointment and a Band-Aid on there. And just called it good for a day or two. I mean, what else can you do? Yeah. There's, There's not, not a whole lot, lot else do, you can yeah. do. But that, that's something to remember for the next time I wear this costume. Because uh, that was a bad time. And I wore that costume. I wore that costume for more than twelve hours. Like, it was, it was a long fucking time. <laughs> um, so something, something to consider. Take off my sleeves every now and again, or at least move the bicep pieces down and like, you know, give them room to breathe for a little while. Mm. Uh, and then we're back into Final Fantasy XIV Salt because it's been two weeks. Um, a lot of this is a bit old, but that's fine. Um, I talked about unlocking Dark Knight and how I w- was excited to try that because um, of the adventure and need bonus, and I thought I could level it up really fast. Uh, so I went into Duty Finder, and I will say, like, that tank queue, I waited for less than a minute, uh, and I'm used to 15 minutes or more yeah. from DPS. So, holy shit. Um <laughs> But I got in there, and first of all, it was the Thousand Maws of Totorok, which is a horrible dungeon that nobody likes. Um, but I'm like, oh, great. And so I type into the chat. I'm like, I've never tanked this dungeon before. Um, I neglected to say that I've never tanked at all before, <laughs> which maybe I should have done. But it was a disaster. I didn't know how to draw aggro. Uh, I'd seen Dark Knights do it, but I couldn't figure out what combination of moves I needed to do to get enemies to pay attention to me and not the healer. I couldn't maintain aggro, which is also really bad. Um, I was doing a lot of damage and not taking a lot of hits. Um, but I also, because Totorok sucks, I couldn't find my way and I was getting us horribly lost. So the end result is that the healer led the way and the ninja helped me tank. So, and then at the end, and then, oh yeah, and then I died at the end too during the boss fight. <laughs> And the, t- the healer had to revive me. And so I'm just like, at the end, while we're all 
waiting for our loot and everything. I'm just like, guys, I'm so sorry. And they're like, it's okay. You'll get used to tanking. And I'm like, thank you. Because <laughs> honestly, I expected them to be mad. And they weren't. They were super nice about it. I mean, they so probably I guess that's want great. more tanks in the world. So they're like, no, you'll get mm-hmm. used to it. It doesn't stop people from being assholes to tanks because I actually, I talked about it on this podcast. I had an experience in Orem Vale where someone was like, I've never tanked this dungeon before. And the healer was a total jackass to her. So, like, it, you know, gamers are just like that. So I expected them to be mean. And then they weren't. And it was very nice. So thanks, guys. Um, That was the same day that our last episode was released. And Mai had listened to it and commented in the meantime that was like, oh, please stick with the Dark Knight because the writing's really good. Um, and so I commented to her, I was like, I just had my first tanking adventure and it was a complete disaster. And so she suggested that I go to the Hall of the Novice and play the Novice Quest, which was a fantastic idea <laughs> uh, because it it's they're level 15 quests. So um, they don't teach you everything, but it did teach me how to draw aggro. So at least, and how to maintain aggro. So at least there's that. At least the next time I go in to a dungeon, I will know how to do that. But, like, yikes. The the Dark Knight starts at level 30, so you have access to all of those dungeons. And that means that you get some of the harder ones from later in the game. It's not a good combo for someone who's never tanked before. (laughs) Um, But... I mean, apparently the writing's really good, so I'll keep at it. Just not right now. Um, <laughs> you need a break. I well, now I'm in Palace of the Dead Hell. Yeah. I got I'm I'm sick of playing Black Mage, and so like I started playing Archer for funsies, and then I went back to Black Mage, and I was like, "What the fuck do you mean I can't move and cast spells at the same time? This is bullshit. <laughs> this sucks." And so, because Archer, you can use your skills while running around. That's, like, the whole appeal of Archer. So, I But magic just, is heavy, like, as I said before. <laughs> it is, but, you know, I, I wanted to do something different. Like, I don't know. Dark, dark Black Mage in 14 is different than perhaps the equivalent in a lot. And it you can get away with being a bad Black Mage for a long time. And I do feel strongly that I was a bad Black Mage. And now I want to do something different and, like... So I tried Bard, and um, I'm liking it a lot. So I went into Palace of the Dead to power level so I could continue the main story quest. And before anybody jumps on me, I know that's a really bad thing to do. Because like I said earlier, it's a shitty way to learn how to play a class. Um, I am taking steps to mitigate that by, like going out every few levels and playing a real dungeon and like reading my skills and I'm watching videos about how to play black mage that are almost completely impenetrable to me and I don't understand them but god damn it I'm trying and like um but I so I went into palace of the dead for that and like I said floors 41 to 50 are horrible um and I talked about this on twitter but in more detail now I got into uh, Palace of the Dead, floors 41 to 50, and it was all DPS. It was myself as a bard and a dragoon, or maybe a lancer. You don't necessarily have to have your job class unlocked to get to level 60 in that, but I, I don't really know the difference between the two. Um, and then two ninjas. One of the ninjas I recognized, because uh, he had kind of a goofy name, 
and he had caused a total party wipe on my last run of floors 41 to 50. And I was like, oh, good. It's you. It's him again. <laughs> um, Those ninjas. I also recognized the Lancer because I had had an unsuccessful run with them as well, except it wasn't her fault. So I was like, oh, it's you again. Hi. Um, the two ninjas thought they were tanks. Uh, they were rushing ahead, drawing entire rooms full of enemies, and getting slaughtered because we're all sad, squishy little DPS boys and girls. And it was not it was not a good time. We were somehow surviving the floors and just but it was it was wasting a lot of time because every time that happened we had to first of all slow down and say there's only two of us left now, so we have to draw the enemies one at a time until we have enough kills to light the cairn of of revival or whatever the hell it's called, and then revive everybody. And then we have to wait around for the resurrection sickness to wear off a little bit. And then we can move on to the next floor. And, you know, at first we were like, hey, let's, you know, let's stick together and um, try to be careful and, you know, not draw entire rooms of enemies all at once. And they kept doing it. And so then we just started screaming. <laughs> like, Zeke! God damn it, Zeke! Slow down! And he wasn't listening to that either. At one point we had a conversation where I screamed at him to slow down. And he said, relax, I'm not, like, blindly rushing into danger or everything. And so I screamed at him, you are, though. You boy! (laughs) (laughs) At one point, I also threatened him with vote-kicking him from every dungeon that I joined with him for the the rest of forever. Um, My friend was quick to remind me that I could just block him. I haven't done that. um, Because the threat was, if we wipe because of you, that's what I'm going to do. We didn't wipe because of him. Um... We wiped because of the boss, but it was still just like, we spent like 45 fucking minutes just getting to the boss. And in my successful run, we spent 30 minutes getting to the boss and about 20 minutes fighting her. So, you know, just, just for scale. Oh my God. It was a time after that run. I messaged, um, the Lancer and I, I, I sent her a friend request and we bonded in private messaging about how shitty that was. And so, so maybe the real palace of the dead is the friendships we made along the way. Yeah, that's my argument. <laughs> maybe the real, maybe the real accursed horde is the friendships we made along the way. Um, but I'm that that those floors are behind me now, and I can move on to the real level grinding. I am level forty, level forty now. Um, so uh, my plan is to get to like. I don't remember what level my next main story quest is. I think it's level 56, but somewhere around there so I can continue my main story quests. I'm not going to power level all the way to 70 or whatever you can do with Palace of the Dead because that would not be a good idea. And it wouldn't be helpful because I'm going to get level synced for all the dungeons anyway, so what's the point? Um, I also did unlock performance mode, and I suck at it, but it is fun. (laughs) So there's that. Um, Although the... um, I think I mentioned this on Twitter, but the uh, you talk to an NPC and he's like, yeah, you can play mu- musical instruments now. And then this big fuck off, like, terms and conditions warning <laughs> where it's like, don't play copyrighted music or we'll ban you. And you have to check a box and be like, I agree to these terms and conditions and click OK. And it was so sudden that it scared me. <laughs> <laughs> don't play copyrighted music but, or I mean, we'll ban you. And everybody's like... people. 
people play copyrighted music that's what all i was the gonna say in that game i like i don't know what the rules are if it's just like oh look the d the gms aren't paying attention play copyrighted music but the mods are uh, asleep play despacito but <laughs> the mods are asleep play despacito yeah. <laughs> um but like i i had i saw actually it was kind of a cute moment i like seeing bards out in the wild playing music and there is one time in new gradania where i came across a bard that was playing um music from i don't remember if it was guild wars 2 or neverwinter nights i've never played either of those games but she told me what it was and i don't remember which one it was maybe she played music from both but she was playing it really well and so she gathered like a crowd of people she had an audience she had a sizable audience of people sitting around her mm-hmm. like listening to her play and every time she finished the song everybody would clap That's so cute and like it was adorable, and then she'd bow, and then she'd play the next one, and it was really cute. And I love stuff like that. So hopefully, I can get good at performance mode because I, I just think, I just think the bard class in general is cute, and I guess that's why I picked it over anything else to replace Black Mage. Um, also, their aesthetic is fantastic, and someday I definitely want to cosplay some of those pieces. So you know, reference material. Yeah. Um, but. That's that's my salt. Sorry, I'm going through. All right, I have to fucking get get prepared. I have to hold on, move everything to the side on my desk, pause my life. Um, take a fucking yeah. Sip, actually, thanks. I'm gonna take a fucking sip right now. <laughs> All right, so welcome to my salt. Let me talk to you about the fucking world's most awkward ghost tour. Let me start by talking about my day that day. Um. I was going crazy because I had a sculpture due today. So I was working on my sculpture and like losing my mind as you do, you know? So I'm already stressed out. I want to start by saying that. And then I finally sit down to drink my Diet Coke and my friend messages me and is like, are you ready for tonight? And I was like, what? (laughs) Because I had forgotten. (laughs) And I was like, what's happening tonight? And she's like, ghost tour and i'm like oh shit what time is the ghost tour she's like eight but you have to be there at 7 45 and it was six and i had to drive somewhere and i was like so my heart kicks into overdrive right because it immediately triggered my fight or flight response and i'm like great now i'm gonna die um so i you know i get dressed and i exit and i get there and the parking situation is so weird there and it was just it's just weird then the other thing I noted is that the street lights were weirdly dim. And I think this is actually what uh, triggered my disassociation was like the light, the like the light quality. They made this weird noise that was unsightly, but the light was all really hazy. So we're already off to a bad start. So I get there and we're all standing there. We're waiting for Asalia's friends. And then like these old ladies are also with us and we're all waiting at the place the email told us to wait and it's like past 7:45 when they told us they would meet us there and nobody's there and we're like okay well the ticket said we should meet here but the email they sent said we should meet like or the email they sent said should we meet we should meet at that store but the ticket said we should meet over at this old historical house right and i'm like so which is the truth oprah gift but since no one was there 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 was like a high chance that we were in the wrong place so we start walking and then finally we hear one of the old ladies like say that the house was on the other side of town but luckily we walked near my car so i was like everybody just get in my car and we all got i like got all of the people that came with us because it was me my friends um 
And then one of my friend's friends and their friend or their girlfriend. So there were five of us in my group and we all get in the car and we drive to this historical house. Also, they told us to wear jackets, but it's sweaty as shit outside. And I made the mistake of wearing a jacket. So already I'm losing my goddamn mind and I'm really hot, but I'm not wearing like I I set it up so I couldn't take my jacket off, which was my first mistake. Um and we get to this old house and we're signing our waivers, you know, so that if we trip and fall in the street and die, it's not their pro- their problem. And there's this one lady in our group that immediately looks like she doesn't want to be there, right? Um, also, I want to say that most of this group was just like old white ladies, uh, like a 90% of it. And uh, But anyway, there's this one lady in a group who does not want to be there. Like we just look over there and like I just see in her eyes that she's she looks depressed and she looks like she doesn't want to be there. So I'm I so I'm like, okay, that's there. So then this guy starts talking. He um he's actually been on the show The Haunting, I guess. That's his big claim to fame and he goes to supernatural conventions around the US. I can't wait till Jeremy hears this. Um and <laughs> so cuz you know how much Jeremy believes in ghosts. <laughs> um so this guy, he says that he uh, he like starts talking about the history of the town we're in and then he um, says that he's a psychic right and that sometimes uh, like we come to situations with spirits already with us like we come to this thing and people already have somebody with them and he's like and then he stops and he looks at that lady who clearly doesn't fucking want to be there okay she does not want to be there and he's like so if i look at you like i'm looking at you right now because you should know then you know that i'm gonna ask you if it's okay if i speak with that ghost right and i'm like jesus fucking christ she does not even want to be here and so we start this tour right um and we're walking around town and the reason i wanted to go out on it i'm like ghost tour is cute like they basically walk you around and talk about like why places are haunted but i really like historical buildings and i really wanted to hear about the history of the buildings you know um but there wasn't as much of that as i thought there was going to be and it was really sad like this was the weirdest fucking ghost tour anyway so we get on this ghost tour and we walk over to the theater and they give some people these like meters you know emp meters um and they start going off and then the lady was explaining that it might be the electricity from the sign and whatever also her husband was the tech guy and he was like a dopey sitcom husband and like there's this one point where he starts talking about this homeless guy that was screaming at 3 a.m and he's like ghosts and i'm like no that person's homeless i would probably scream at 3 a.m too like this has nothing to do with ghosts that man is just homeless anyway um then they're talking and they're talking about this app we can use which already sounds amazing um and there's like if you go if you go like this one person and um one of my friends checked the app himself and he's like science in quotation marks um and while this is all happening these two kids come up behind us and they're just sitting there watching us on their bikes and finally one of the ladies is like can i help you and um the the kid is like what is this do you have permission to be here like can y'all just loiter like this and then they start like pretending to fall off their bikes and screaming and like the old white ladies don't know what to do and it's a it was a big awkward time for all of us right like i oh my god so finally the kids leave and then the guy starts talking to the woman he's like i should let you know that this and he says something about this woman this this person like there's a 
a woman and then he says something about like Ireland or something. I don't fucking know. And then the which was oh he specifically talked about Scotch Irish heritage, which was funny because our Scottish friend Richard was in Ireland. So I thought that was funny. Anyway, um, it was only funny for a second until she said that her mom was Scotch-Irish, but also that her mom had died recently. And by recently, she met two hours before this ghost tour. What? <laughs> and Why did like, she still go to I don't tour? fucking know, right? So, like, <laughs> no, like, she says that. So she says that her mom died recently and then she said today so now it's already more awkward right and like the air of the ghost tour is getting progressively and i i who was already like on the edge of glory left my body like that was it like i was outside (laughs) of my body and then she said that she got the call like she had talked to her mom earlier and it was her dad's birthday or something and then like she got the call about her mom dying like two hours before the ghost tour and i'm just like what? And so then someone goes, why are you on the ghost tour? And she's like, I wanted to be with my friends. Now, not to diss her friends because I don't fucking know them, but if you, and they're all like, they have their hands on her back, right? Like that's going to help. And I'm sorry, if my friend's like parent died or something and they called me and they're like, I need to be with you and um, I need to be with friends right now, but like, I uh, I know we're going on this ghost tour. Can we not go on the ghost tour? Or can I, like, I would, I immediately would be like, fuck the ghost tour. Let's go get some right? ice cream yeah. and sit down and talk and watch a movie or something. You know what I'm saying? Like, normal stuff you yeah. do. Not go on a ghost tour where we're going to be talking about dead people the whole time. Like, it seems like a particularly triggering event to go to after a death. You know what I'm saying? Like, I don't... It was so weird, right? So now, the fucking ghost tour is imbued with this energy, right? So, I grab my friend's arm, and I'm like... (laughs) But quietly. So we're going on this ghost tour, we're walking around, but it's also, like, this this is downtown of this area that we're in, and they're just bars. Like, all the historical buildings are basically bars now. So drunk high people just keep wandering out of the bar and, like, be like, whoa, dude, what are all these people here? And, um... I like asking the people questions and then like the old white lady kept getting really upset. Right. And I'm like, well, what do you expect? We're in the bar district. And then there was like a fucking vape store and I was just hit full force with vape. And like, um, we were talking about all these like ghosts. And there was that one point where someone's asking about cold spots cause it was suddenly cold. And then I turned to my friend and I'm like, aren't we closer to the water right now? And she's like, shh, Right. And then we're talking about orbs and catching orbs and photos, which like it, it was just I'm but I'm having a really hard time paying attention because I'm leaving my body. Right. And then we get to this like old uh, we get to what's now a comic book store. I don't remember what it was before. It was a comic book store for years and years and years. And before that, it used to be like a poker hall. And this guy, supposedly, according to the history, local historians, um, was dealing cards from the bottom of the deck. He was a young man, like 19, but he was dealing cards from the bottom of the deck and uh, was shot, as you did in the old 1800s days. Like, that's how they settled things back in the day. They're like, mm, you've been cheating? You've been cheating me, boy? 
you did. I'm I'm glad that I don't live in the Wild <laughs> West, but because um, that's how they so- settled problems. But like, like, and and they're like, and you know why the meter's going off? And we looked in there, and everybody was pay- playing poker because apparently this comic book shop also has a poker night, which seems weird to me. But whatever. <laughs> and I'm like, okay. <laughs> So, um, also, there are uh, mason buildings there. The Freemasons are everywhere. And they also have, like, a club Mm -hmm. meeting house there with all the, like, symbols and shit on the walls. And he's like... And because they're masons... So, I don't know how many of you know this, but in California, you can't build buildings with brick. And they have to be reinforced. However, masons, brick... They have to have brick. So this building basically had a big-ass sign on it that was like, if this building falls over, um, this building is not to code, so if there's an earthquake, it'll probably fall over. Which is probably a bad thing, since like the town had caught on fire multiple times from other earthquakes, because this is California, and this is what happens. Like, it was just, it was a wild ride. Then there's like this one point where we get to this, um uh, like this other place and he starts talking about how our when our pets die they're still with us and then it went nowhere like that he just mentions it he just goes on the story about his ghost dog and i'm like this is a wild ride um and then he there's like this haunted barber shop wait isn't that like a force whitaker movie (laughs) i don't know why my mind went there but i'm like Forrest Whitaker. He's I, with us always. I, uh, I, we went to this barber shop that's apparently really haunted, or at least the people that work there think it's super duper haunted because they always leave the lights on on night because they're too scared to go back. If one, if a single person is closing, they won't go into the back room to flick off the light and, um, nobody expects them to because apparently there's a room that's like, like legit like no one goes in there so whether or not it's haunted is up for your own belief but like nobody likes that room um and but the guy was talking about how there are these fishermen over by the lighthouse that's there on the like little lake thing and he was saying that they're up at 3 a.m to fish and one time he was talking to them and he's like why were you guys all standing over by that house and he's like oh we were having a ghost tour and the guys are like yeah, there's something wrong with that old house uh, slash, um, fuck, what, it, barber shop hair cutting place. Um, and he's like, there are always people coming out of it at night. Nobody's in there at night. And they just stand there over by the door and then they go back in. And I'm like, I, and the, the you should know that the lighthouse is not like that far from the place. And I'm sorry, I don't even care if you believe in ghosts or not, but if it's 3 a.m. and there's, and also they're all wearing, they're wearing all black. Um, if it's 3 a.m. and three people in all black are just standing there on, uh, in front of a doorway, I would not be sitting there. Like, it doesn't have to be a ghost. It could just be three dudes. That's fucking weird as hell. Like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I just, I just like, what the hell? So finally we go back to the old historical house and they're like, we're going to have an EMP session here and talk to a ghost because this house has exactly 13 spirits. And I'm like, wasn't 13 ghosts a movie? <laughs> it, sure was. it sure was. And um, and they're like, we've talked to a few of them and then they start naming off the ghosts, right? And uh, they're like, but one of the most active ones is this little girl who died here Um in the late 1800s and she had polio and she's like the rough age is like seven to nine right 
And so we go up there and the little like EMP things start going off and it was really weird. Or the EVP. Or we were doing EVP and our EMP things went out. I hate that they're all named the same thing. Um, (laughs) And they start going off and the lady's like talking to the little girl. But we get up the stairs and you should know that these stairs are not to code because it's an old historical house. So it's like these narrow stairs. So that already took one of my friends out because she couldn't climb them because she has back problems. So now it's just, now we're down to four people. And um, we get up there and there's a doll sitting on the floor. And I was like, oh, fuck, no. Right? And my friend grabs me and is like, Jesse! <laughs> Jesse, no! Because the one thing my um, tree ma told me is that I'm not allowed to talk to ghosts. Um, true facts. I'm not allowed to engage them. But there we are like those idiots from buzzfeed unsolved which is also funny because i had just watched the new buzzfeed unsolved episode before i remembered that i had to go on this ghost walk there we are bunch of idiots sitting on the floor in a circle um in a historical house that smells strongly of mold like waiting to talk to a dead person and it's super hot in there right and there's no air conditioning because it's a historical house and we have to turn the fan off otherwise you'll hear it in the recording and we have to eliminate as much outside noise as possible, which is why if we move at all, we have to say that was me. Um, and so we turn off the lights. Now we're sitting in the dark, sweating our balls off. Bunch of strangers sitting way too close together. And basically, we started talking to no one as you do when you're doing a voice session, right? And I'm sitting there. And I'm just like, this is, this is my night. It is fucking October and I am talking to dead people. Like, this is my fucking, this is what I do for fun, I guess now. Um, and so everybody's asking this little girl questions. And some of the questions I'm like, she wouldn't know this, the answer to this if she died in 18, like, 17 or whatever the fucking year it was when she died like she doesn't know what this is my dudes um but whatever (laughs) they keep asking her and then finally we have to listen back to the recording which i did hear something on the recording do i is was it a a ghost i can't for sure that mystery will remain unsolved um (laughs) but it was like a little girl humming so I got goosebumps, but whatever. And then I just know that Jeremy Greer is sitting somewhere and he's like, there are no such thing as ghosts, Jeremy. <laughs> um, yeah. Yeah, fuck you. So then I came home. <laughs> and I'm just like out of it. I could not get back into my body. I don't know if it was me sweating in a dark room with a bunch of strangers or if it was like the lighting or if it was the wild awkwardness of the entire situation. But like it it uh it triggered something that like a reaction that happens with my mental illness which was a whole wild ride but essentially i woke up the next morning and i texted my friend and i was like i lived bitch um because i had a really wild (laughs) night that was uh not very fun for me my friend had fun she she revels in awkward situations like it gives her power um and she just thought it was fucking funny but like for me it just like it just Oh, awkward situations make me like hurt physically like I can't even watch them in movies I was talking to Mai about Spider-Man Homecoming that was one of the things in it that was really hard was just like all the secondhand embarrassment was killing me softly um yeah so this fucking BuzzFeed Unsolved Chaos Ghost Tour would not recommend I will not mention anybody's names 
to protect the innocent. Um, but I, I, I also just remembered that I still have to pay my friend back for those tickets for this wild ride that all it gave me. I went on a ghost tour and all it gave me was a panic attack. Um, <laughs> so I'm also going to talk about a couple more things. One thing is SAC anime. <laughs> so I, yikes. I, I think I talked about this last, oh no, we didn't record last week. Um, but no. I think I talked about this before that they, they had their like, um, sign up thing and the website fucking crashed. So some people got tables though, before the server went down and their solution to this problem was to reschedule to the 13th and then take all the tables away from people who had gotten them. What? Yeah, yeah fuck that. that. So they did that. And then, which already some people were like, I don't have time on the 13th. Like, I specifically made time. Sorry, I'm tapping my pen, Jake. You're going to have to. Sorry. Um, I'm going <laughs> to. I specifically set aside this time between work and stuff to sign up for um, SAC Anime. And now I don't have time to do the next sign up and you took my table away. Um and then they changed it to a lottery system. So, because it was first come, first serve, which wasn't working at all. Um, but to try and keep some of the fairness, they did a lot. They have a lottery system. But it was just, by this point, everybody felt so fucking jaded by this that they just were like, fuck you. Like, I didn't even do it. I was like, I don't want to enter myself into this lottery of hell. Um for might be getting a table but might not be and also they had issues last con the one i was at last time where they were taking pictures of people's photo ids with their cell phones now the issue was um not everyone did this only some people it because i know it happened to other people who were there but it didn't happen to me because they just took a picture of my um my table my uh seller's permit which is totally cool they actually usually do that or have a copy and they need that for irs stuff um but they actually don't need a photocopy of your id and in fact they can't ask you for one or they can ask you for a photocopy but they can't ask you to take a photo of your uh driver's license in the state of california so and no other con does this for their tables no one has ever asked can i take a picture of your driver's license um that's weird and also these employees are volunteers and they were just taking them with their individual cell phones excuse me so then we brought it up to the sac anime um like people on their facebook where the woman violently defended her position. There's nothing we can do about it. We needed these photos of the ID and blah, 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 blah. But you didn't. Like, bruh. Didn't she also, like, call a bunch of people babies about yeah. or something? Or basically deny that it happened? Or, I don't know. Yes, something. no. Maybe it was It was a big <laughs> ass. She was really unprofessional about it. And she's also the one, when I paid for my table and gave them a receipt and everything, um, and I was like, hey, I emailed them, and I'm like, hey, can I have some confirmation? Because I really need to know if I have this table, and blah, 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 and I did everything I was supposed to. 
and I can't really be fucking around with $150. Nobody answered my emails. And finally, I went on um, Facebook and complained about it. And then finally, somebody listened to me, which is annoying. And they immediately sent me the email. Like, immediately after I complained about it, someone was like, hey, yeah, we'll get back to you. And they sent me the email. So I'm like, you could have probably done this. Like, all you had to do was check and give me the confirmation. Like, that was it. It was a, it was a fucking, like you know, like a, like a pre-written email too. And I'm just like, did you really, did you really need to like have me come fucking harass you for it? Like, uh. and as a matter of contrast, like obviously I don't sell in the artist alley, but I, um, was confused about something after I'd signed up for the cosplay contest. And so I emailed the contest email for anime bonsai and I got a response in 20 minutes. Yeah. So like, Staff conventions can be run professionally. Well, Sack Anime is a fucking hot mess. And I've talked about this before, about how nobody knows what's going on ever. And, like, I kept walking around asking for where I need to check in for certain things, which they didn't send me the answer in the email. And then, like, I get there and I'm asking people that work there and nobody knows the answer. And I'm like, really? Like, none of you know the answer? Not a single person? There's not... Like, I get that most of you are volunteers, but there's not one person here who is like part of the con like you don't station one person at least in the same building you know it seems weird to me um this this con is kind of messy but like i i feel like sack anime the the benefit to it was that um sometimes in cons where you have uh portfolio review stuff um you get kind of like the same peep same like con veterans coming back over and over again where sack anime you had new people all the time but they also like didn't ask you about what you were selling ever and so people who didn't adhere to the rules could just like come in and sell shit it was a it was a weird the whole thing is weird um big emails and stuff are going around about it right now but yeah that was bullshit and i think a big part of it is that people just really don't fucking respect the artist alley artists um which is bullshit because like 90% of the reason I even go to cons is usually because some artist I want to see is there or like a couple artists I want to see are there and I like want to go buy stuff from them you know um so I think you know like they really should at least treat us like human beings or with like the same respect that they would treat the vendors you know um yeah I'm not asking for a lot i'm just asking for basic human decency and treating me or and and she also told the can the um artist alley people who were complaining about it that she that the con they were working like when you sell at their con you're working for sack anime and they're your employer no we're individually employed like when we're going there we're selling our wares we're buying a space that we can sell at but you're not our employer. I'm still my employer. Like, you can have rules about how we treat the space, but you can't fucking boss me around like I'm, like, at the bottom tier of my retail job. You don't have that kind of control over me. The artists still have autonomy. Like, the vendors aren't suddenly your employers when they come to sell vend stuff there. When they come to vend, why are we your employees? Like, I I don't understand. It it's just weird um so yeah i i have big beef which is sad because i i the best part about that con were the people um specifically the other artists in artist alley were really rad and i met a lot of people and that was super cool um 
there's a special kind of camaraderie from working artist alley especially when people come up and say asinine things and then leave and you guys we can all just look at each other like did that just happen um (laughs) or like when somebody puts stuff on my table and then that the lady across from us was like "Mm, i'm gonna fight you because she was like a con veteran like she'd been doing this for years and so like she saw that somebody came and just put their junk on my table and she was like "Uh uh-uh not no way with that um but yeah sack anime that was really unprofessional it it was messy this whole situation has been messy because sack anime does a winter and a summer con and this one was for the winter one um which is in january that i won't be going to um but i mean like also the the table's at a fair price because it's 150 dollars, which sounds like a lot but like that it's definitely gone for more oh yeah like um i'm pretty sure that uh ax is over 300 dollars now like to yeah to rent your table i i have like comic con i don't even there's no touching that but like um i know that like ax is huge fanime is really expensive as well now um so it's nice to have cons that like have decent prices for the tables but at what other emotional and mental cost (laughs) and then my last piece of salt i don't want to go on a rant about this because i feel like the news berates berates people with it right now and i know there are a lot of people who are seriously hurting so i don't want like to exasperate that but this whole redefining of like what you can um define gender as um and this whole thing was really tenuous because i remember when i when i was writing my paper on uh gender neutral bathrooms for my poli sci class um which i almost gave up on because it was a really hard paper and i was having like a really emotional time about it and my teacher was like no this is going to be a big deal like what you're talking about in this paper is going to be a big deal and i think you should pursue it um because he's not dumb <laughs> uh he was also the teacher that told us if you like your rights you can never ever stop fighting for them um which is very true he's like hey do you like your right to vote then you better keep fighting for it because someone will try to take away any yeah. right that you have. Um, and he's not wrong because if people think you're sleeping on stuff, they will take advantage of that. But I remember talking about this and whether or not they could apply um, Title IX, which um, inhibits like um, gender-based discrimination. Um Technically, it focused originally on sports programs and other programs for the school that the men's and women's had to have the same. And it also had to do with enrollment. Um, Like, the same money had to be put into those programs and also, like, they had to do with enrollment. So when they started talking about whether or not um, students could use, trans students could use the bathroom that matched their gender identity, um, they started to try and... They based their argument on Title IX, which then there was a whole argument about whether or not you could use Title IX for that argument, uh, as as there is. I'm not as proficient in law as maybe Kay, but... Um, I don't know shit about that Yeah. One, so, I mean, besides what everybody Yeah, so um, the, the basis of the argument was, can we use Title IX for this? And... There was a whole argument about it. And basically in this letter about it, Obama, um, Obama's administration decided that, uh, 
your gender would correspond with um, your personal gender identity and not based on your um, biological sex. Whereas uh, this administration is trying to essentially say that um, legally your gender would be whatever your biological sex is um, and essentially like get rid of that decision made by the Obama dis- uh, administration in that letter to the school board, um, which was specifically addressing bathroom issues at the time. But I just, there's a lot of fury and rage. I feel, especially at people who told me at the beginning of this, that nothing is going to change. Um, nothing serious is going to happen. You're not going to lose your rights. <laughs> and I'm just like, <laughs> Ha. Mm. Ha. seeing people's rights disappear before my eyes is just fucking disgusting and and we've talked about it with a lot of different groups this this year and i i don't like to make things political but i just also want to let everybody know that like um that i'm here if you want to talk to me um if you have links to um like I definitely have reblogged or retweeted some links to organizations to support um for trans rights. If you have any links you want me to retweet or anything you want me to look at or bump or boost or whatever, send that my way. I will do that. Um and any other way I can support and love you in this time because it it's so hard. It's so hard. It's so especially if you, if you have like mental illness issues already like and then this shit happens and it's just like how how am I to keep going like what is what am I going for and it's so hard to keep fighting you and you just gotta say like oh you know I can keep fighting but it just the minute you let the ball drop is just like the minute everything seems to slide out from underneath you and I and I don't want people to feel like they don't have support and love and um I just want to say that like if you need something, you know, just feel free to hit me up, DM me. The world doesn't have to know about it. It can just be between us. Um, but, yeah, I love you guys and I care about you. So stay safe and stay strong. And if you need anything, let me know. And that's my salt. Yeah. And I'll say that, that goes for all of us at the Salt Report. Like, as a podcast, like, we support y'all. We love y'all. Um we know that the fight is, it's, you know, it's a hard fight and you're probably waking up. I, was it today that it happened with the people were waking up or was it yesterday? I think it was but yesterday. Seeing the tweets that it's like, I woke up to this, you know, and like just what, just how awful it is. It's just like waking up to something like this. Um, uh, and then like seeing the news in, uh, is it Uruguay that like they're doing it right where yeah. it's like they're passing laws where it's like you can, you can legally change your name without having to be in front of a judge. Um, and it's just like America, like we can be like Uruguay and have these rights and stuff like that. So, you know what? The salt report is a hundred percent behind you. And I mean, I know we're a small podcast, but if there's anything you want our podcast, uh, Twitter to retweet and, and, and pull up and, and champion, like we, we want to have your backs and, and love you, um, as our family. And, um, yeah, I mean, I just want to echo with what, um, what Jesse's saying that you know we love you, we we want to have your backs, we want to support you, 
and whatever you need from us. Um, I know, like we said, we're we're tiny, but we're mighty. <laughs> so yeah. we want to represent for you. I always want to fight and, um, everyone at all times. So there you go. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Someone's gonna catch some hands and catch my so, hands in a minute. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, and and those hands are heavy because they're filled with magic. <laughs> <laughs> so it's going full circle. Jesse's gonna throw the the gauntlet down on you for y'all. So, um, yeah. So uh, with that, like. Moving on to some some pre salt, imported some, some salt, of, some imported salt, pre salt. I'm about to go back to pre salt. It's we're having <laughs> yeah. an emotional time right now. Yeah, Learning no, because like day moment. I'm like, yeah, um, <laughs> yeah, because it's just uh, it just sucks. There's so many wonderful people, and it sucks. Like why? Like I'm I don't want to go on a big old rant, but it's just like just because you want to like oppose Obama, just because whatever. I don't know. I I have these conversations with my wife and it's just like... I also get really fucking mad when the people who are like... I, I talked about this who who want to stop teaching evolution in school because they think it's wrong then turn around and they're like, science says... Suddenly science is the most important Yeah, and thing. I'm like, fuck you! You didn't yeah. care... Jeez, Janet, you didn't care about science 20 minutes ago when you are talking about how, how evolution is wrong. Yeah, but suddenly it's... you care about your wrong-ass science from, like, second grade. Suddenly that's important again. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Okay, yeah. Bob. Yeah. Okay. Jesus. Yeah. It's just, like, you just can't... You can't help but get angry and frustrated, like, how... And then just, just at the end of the goddamn day, like, why can't we, like, respect one another why can't we love one another why can't we be kind why does everything have to be fake news and why does everything have to be donkeys and elephants that are more important than people and um all i can think about is like that whole like uh that movie that's coming out the hate you give and it's supposed to be based on the like tupac thing that's like thug life it's like the the hate you give little infants uh fucks everyone because i'm like these kids are going to grow up and when you're old and shitty, they're going to have stuff for you. Like, they they can either shape the world for good or bad. And they might they might decide to go get some revenge on some of the bullshit you're pulling on these young kids. Like, all I can think about, especially, like, with, like, the whole gun legislation, all these people, like, taking pictures with their guns, like, come and take it from me. Like, those kids in Florida probably never had the wildest imaginative anything about being politicians. But now these kids are determined to change this law, which it sucks that it take, it took a tragedy to like put a fire in these kids. But at the same time, like look what it took. It could have been your influence or you being a good politician or president or governor or mayor or police chief or sheriff or a, goddamn librarian but no you're choosing party lines and whatever fucked up theology or well, principle yeah and money capitalism money. is yeah. the root of all evil of too and like yeah, this is I'm how like, i get taken away for being um like <laughs> they're gonna be like oh she's a communist he's a communist the they're communist, a communist yeah. yeah like jesus yeah. christ shut us down whatever this but yeah like we get shut down uh, yeah, I I didn't really want to, but it's just like it's you just can't. I'm like these, they could be your brother, your sister, your mother, your aunt, your, and it's just like why why 
Why or they could choose? just be like human beings. Exactly. Yeah. Why not just choose human? <laughs> yeah, they don't. You don't have to relate. Yeah. To no, I know, but like, I don't know. To me, it's just like I have so many people in my life that aren't family that mean more to me than family. You know what I mean? And it's just like, like God, like I, I just can't like you wanting to hurt them is like you wanting to hurt me, and it just like infuriates me. Like, no, like why? There's so many good people. And it's hard because, like, in this podcast, like, I try to, like, keep it less political, you know? But, like, at the same time, my life right now is being directly influenced by politics. So I'm, like, I'm actually salty about this because it's an unavoidable thing that I now have to deal with. Um, But, yeah, Yeah. no, I I alternate between moments of despair and pure hot rage and nothing in between. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm like, I wrote a song called like going on Facebook, or like I logged into Facebook. That was a really dumb idea. Because it's just like, wow, like people that like, I honestly was like, I might consider making this person like my son's godfather. I'm like, holy fucking shit. Suddenly you're like, please do not touch my child. Do not be near my child. Yo, like, I, I honestly, I don't, I don't know how to face them again. And I don't know if I'm going to be in a situation where it's like, I have to see them face to face, but like during this Kavanaugh bullshit and during oh, the yeah. Trump bullshit, I'm like, how are you not a goddamn decent human being? Like, oh yeah, I've I've removed a lot I, of people from my Facebook that were talking politics, and now most of the like conservatives <laughs> that I still have on my Facebook are smart enough to keep the mouth shut. But like, well, actually, most of the people in general are like kind of keeping politics out of it. But yeah, the Kavanaugh stuff kind of like. Brought out the Kill Bill sirens all over again. Yeah. yeah. Oh my God. No, oh and then, like, God. recently like, people, like, <clears throat> and, like, and, and, like, just talking about the culture of, like, finding, they're like, oh, the, so many young men are having their lives ruined, and then you find out that this woman testifies against this man in an incredibly brave moment, and now she receives death threats yeah. at her home and can't go home. But, yeah, men are really suffering for this. Like, fuck you, like sit the fuck down and then like this whole thing about like recently um with logan paul and i think her name's violet tessa violet violet what is how do you say her name oh yeah Yeah. i'm not sure i'm not sure yeah essentially um she was dating logan paul and then accused him of being emotionally abusive um and uh the shane dawson did this whole like interview thing about it and he basically told her that if she wants people to believe her abuse she should tone it down like tone down the stories of it like essentially like your abuse can't be real if it's this dramatic and i'm like this is the this is the kind of and people are surprised but i've known shane dawson is garbage for a really long time like people um are like well he's bi so and i'm like no that has nothing to do with it he's just garbage like i remember early youtube days i was there when i was there when the yeah. first in war the trenches. yeah <laughs> like i'm fucking um uh god what i suddenly forgot his name. i'm fucking elrond when the <laughs> first king failed to throw <laughs> the ring into the fucking lava like yeah. i was there um but yeah no it's just that kind of shit like it's 
it's like, how do I keep my life and my politics separate when this kind of shit is just being reflected back at me with my fucking social media? Like, just accusing basically women of lying or um, is like the first go-to yeah. that people don't even fucking consider like that perhaps maybe this this female like, oh, well, she was dating a rich guy. So then clearly she's lying about her abuse. Excuse yeah. me. <laughs> or like, I don't know. And that whole thing was it was just ridiculous because I'm like, like, how credible was Dr. Ford like using science and being cool and calm and collective, which she was probably like panicking on the inside of how nervous that was. And then freaking big baby Brett shows up yelling and then crying. And then I like beer. I still like beer. I'm like, how is that person suitable to be a Supreme court judge? And I'm just, I'm just, I'm like, yeah, I'm like, I don't, I don't necessarily know much about Supreme court. I'm no Supreme court expert, but, uh, I'm pretty sure yeah. that I wouldn't make a good Supreme Court judge because I start crying when I'm arguing. So I, <laughs> I know for a fact. <laughs> well, I mean, I would imagine a Supreme Court justices usually are judges at the lower courts before this. So I imagine that that tendency usually is supposed to get beaten out of them long yeah. before then. But sometimes but, people just manage to slip through. Yeah, the this dude doesn't even look like he should be on the people's court. Um, <laughs> that's how bad he is. Yeah, like, but women are too. Women are too emotional. Oh yeah, Judge like, Judy would never have broken down like that. Is all I'm saying. Yeah, I just remember having like conversations with my wife where I was just like, I'm like, if it were me and like I was, you know, quote unquote, um, you know, innocent, I wouldn't be like, oh, give me a hearing. And because that was one of his things, like I asked for a hearing the next day, I would have legit been like, no, call FBI. And they're like, they want Trump. I don't care what the president wants. I want my name, you know, like supposedly, if you know, it was like one of the fake crying wolf things yeah i'm like no like call, why didn't it like if you were an honorable person me. yeah Fine. do it like Come you know what me, me turn bro, to, I'm yeah ripped. turn to <laughs> yeah you know what i mean like i would have turned to my wife and be like you know what they're gonna probably tell you some weird shit that's on my search history let me tell you now what's on time. <laughs> but like you know what i mean come clean but like if you were legit like because then he tried to even pass that whole like you know, I'm not trying to take away from this experience. Like, maybe this did happen to her, but it what? wasn't me. It was another man. And I'm what? like, no, dog. Like, you're, yeah, you didn't hear him say that? No. He had this, like, like, I'm not trying to negate the allegation, you know, like the, the, the shaggy defense. Yeah. It wasn't me. It wasn't me. It, it, it probably did happen to you. And, you know, I'm so sorry it did, but it wasn't, it wasn't me. You've got me, you know, after 30 years, it must have been someone else. When I'm like, which is like in your hippocampus, it is ingrained, it is burned into your. I'm like, I didn't even know what that word was until she said it. I'm so I'm like, my mind over here. Yeah, I'm sorry. The doctor using scientific terms, and I'm like, but no, you don't believe her. And some of the stuff that was on Facebook, I was just like, y'all are like breaking my heart because y'all don't even have common human decency to be like. They're just to, to yeah to. Yeah, to just put away. There are just like- certain people in my family I knew I could never talk to about this, and that's sad. And all of them are men, yeah. so that's the real yeah. sad part. Is like I wish that I could reach out, and there are things that I wish I could tell them that I know I can't, and they'll never get to know that part of me because I they don't yeah. make me feel safe. And that at the end of the day, 
when you side with people like that, you essentially tell every person who's ever had that experience or an experience like that or known someone who had that experience or just has common empathy that, you know, you're not safe around me. And that's really sad. And yeah. I think that what I'm what we're all trying to say in this rant, <laughs> this yeah. political rant, I think, is like like you can have a safe place to come here on the salt report and listen to us. Yeah. And we're trying to create a safe place because, yeah. um, I mean, I, I, the, I can't, I don't have enough hands to throw hands at everyone I want to fight right now, <laughs> but I have enough hands yeah. to give you a hug. Cause I, I can sort of like there, I mean, I can put multiple people in my arms at once. They're big arms. <laughs> <laughs> This metaphor got out of hand. Yeah. We should get to imported salt. No, that was yeah. honestly no, that was beautiful. I I, I really want to end yeah salt with that. But so imported salt. Um, our first comes from Adrian Alvarez at Rainer one three three seven. Um, and keep that uh Twitter handle on uh on on deck because it's gonna come back. Um, so he says I've been playing Spider-Man which is still fun but I also tried Kingdom Hearts for the first time and I'm not even an hour in and I've already been saying what the fuck to everything that has happened so far. Insert yeah, Mickey Mouse. What? What? I uh just before we finish this I just want to tell that I uh I sent I sent this wonderful cake to the chat of that scene from Kingdom it was a cake and it was like a plain white cake but had like um like you know those fondant chocolate yeah figures um of the scene where goofy where goofy (laughs) kingdom hearts 2 and and then it just has uh, mickey mouse in the corner and then written in blue frost those like gel frosting they'll pay for this and i (laughs) and i sent it to jake it was and i don't it was a cross section of my two favorite things, Kingdom Hearts and Cake Rex. <laughs> and I don't, I don't know if Jake knew that that was like a perbatim scene from Kingdom Hearts Two. So I then sent him the scene where it happened. <laughs> and then I got sad that Goofy died. I mean, he's not really dead. He didn't literally die. That's just the meme. Oh, because it was just like, watch out, Mickey, and then like. <laughs> No, they they think he's dead, and then they run off and go fight a thing, and then he get he gets up and is like, "What's happening, folks?" <laughs> oh no way! I was just like, because they're like, "I can't believe this is happening," and I'm like, "I can't." <laughs> like, fucking the, 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 me, the meme in Kingdom Hearts is like, "I can't believe Goofy fucking died in Kingdom Hearts 2. Rip Goofy! And yeah. I just no, fucking just... the best part is when Mickey Mouse is like clench clench his fist. They'll pay for this, and then rips off his like uh, jacket thing. Yeah, and then Donald Duck like wild. Kingdom Hearts is so goddamn wild. But anyway, I thought I'd mention that you're not alone. All right, sorry, sorry to interrupt. Yeah, I'm there with you. Um, I've also been playing Rainbow Six Siege, and it is super fun. It's like Overwatch mixed with Counter Strike, and it's great. The female operators in the game look awesome and could probably kick my ass easily. I'll show share images with you guys. Thirteen to be exact. Please forgive me for the spam of uh, screenshots. I just want to show you guys these ladies who kick ass, and then yeah, a billion photos later. Um, which yeah, I just I just wrote a billion yeah. photos, and Jake thought that I was like exaggerating, and he's like, "Oh, no, he did was, send a lot of photos." It was a lot. <laughs> yeah, which um, Ray, if you're listening to this, um, 
post them on your your Twitter at Rainer one three three seven. So the I don't want to discourage people <laughs> from posting pictures in our messages, but. I will tell you that I am usually too lazy to publish them to the rest of the SALT report. Same. So um, <laughs> sometimes I will describe the picture, Yeah. but a lot of times they don't see it. So just just a warning, um, it might be easier just to at us on Twitter with the pictures you want us to see because then we're all going to see it. Yeah, and we can also retweet it and or like right now you can go to at Rainer one three three seven, and hopefully he'll have them posted for everyone to see, and that saves us a step from yeah having to to like go into the show notes, which I'm super lazy about adding. Which I don't even know if people actually watch show or read show notes other than like Jeremy Greer. And so, <laughs> I often do. I don't usually read ours because I was like I was like there, we were there. But, yeah, um, I do read show notes on podcasts. Yeah, so uh, so I guess to answer that question too. Let us know. Um, on the DMs or the Twitter, like, yes, we would like to have show notes, please. Because <laughs> I don't think I've done them in a long time. Um, uh, then he also says, uh, uh, no soul outside of one, uh, waiting for Red Dead Redemption 2 to come out. And I also bought Resident Evil 2 for the GameCube, mostly because of, uh, collectability, um, of, of the collectability of it, but also the controls are not as stiff as they were in the original PlayStation. Um, and then isn't Resident Evil 2 Remake coming out soon? Yep. That thing looks gorgeous and terrifying at the same time. <laughs> it looks cool. I've never played 2. Um, I only played 4 and uh, 7. Yeah. I don't know. I'm like, do I want to? Not really. But it looks great. So, yeah. So, thanks, Ray. <laughs> and I don't know who wants to take the next one. Um, Probably a JoJo I, I fan. <laughs> yeah, resident JoJo fan. Okay, um, salty sailor um, at salty sailor said, um, "I don't know how to pronounce Yodakai? that." Is it just Yodakai? Yodakai. Yodakai's freaking you is now a canonical JoJo reference. The new Soul Caliber has still not come out, and I am still not impaling my enemies with Soul Edge. Also, an unexpected love story has emerged between Donald Trump and the solar eclipse caused by Kanye's ego. Um, also, I was told Goblin Slayer was a spiritual successor to Berserk made by a guy who plays D&D, and what I got was a full-on gang rape in the first ten minutes of the series, and a horde of rabid fans insisting I'm a snowflake for having problems with full-on gang rape. Uh, yeah, Crunchyroll should have had a warning before that one, from what I've heard. Like... That's that's the main problem. Like, if you have that content in your anime, like, yes. fucking whatever. But there needs to be some sort of content warning. Like, a, yeah. like at least a mature content thing, like an MA. Oh, like, on movies, on television, they'll be like, this yeah. movie contains... Yeah, like, this is rated TV. Yeah, MMA. and then yeah. it contains, and then lists, like, the reasons it's rated that. I think... And it's my understanding that Crunchyroll usually does that, but... It- they didn't have one for Goblin Slayer, yeah, or maybe up. they didn't put it up right away. Like I remember watching Adult Swim, and they would put extra rate, like extra warnings in yeah. front of shows that were especially violent, like Ghost yeah. in the Shell or the last few episodes of Full Metal Alchemist. Yeah. Um, but like, yeah, I, mm, that was that's the main issue is that it was not properly labeled. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Which is also not fair also, to be like... Also, it doesn't look like Berserk. Like, Berserk looks like a show that would be kind of dark, but Goblin Slayer's art style is not yeah. quite as intense. Oof. Berserk warned you, but did it, though? Because not, <laughs> really. I was not ready for I mean, Griffith. I mean, the, like, I don't think anything I mean, could have prepared towards... me. 
Yeah. I mean, I guess content-wise, it kind of sets you up for, like, misery by being violent from the word go. Yeah. Um, but it doesn't really prepare you for the scene. It doesn't prepare you for like, the scene. It specifically, it doesn't It doesn't specifically prepare you for the scene, but it does prepare you for mature content. And it also didn't pre- prepare me for the betrayal I felt in my heart. Yeah, that's why that scene's famous is because of the betrayal of it all. Oh my god, I feel so much betrayal in my heart. I I, when I was at Anime Bonsai, I saw a shirt that I did seriously consider getting. Of um, it was a Berserk shirt and it had both Griffith and Guts on it, and I was like, I think I'll just get sad every time I wear. I'm like, I hate this now. Um, I don't know what I was expecting when I went into that show, but yeah, that that's full on gang rape. It's just fucking, you can't prepare people for that, but, like, you can at least warn them. I don't know. Also, this show contains explicit scenes of graphic violence, including sexual violence. Viewer discretion is advised. Yes. That's all it needs. Yeah. yeah. Um, also. And then people can be like, Ugh, if they want that's to. That's me. Bounce. I'm the person <laughs> who, like, it's like AO3 lets you, um, now in the exclude category, lets you... Um, tag things you absolutely do not want to see instead of just stuff to include so now you can take rape and non-con and jam them into the exclude and then not have to fucking just scroll past it at top speed um on the introduction like like in the little things because sometimes even the like little like blurbs have something you don't want to see in there um the summaries so now it just takes them all out for you and i i'm like look at this look how fucking useful this exclude feature is um yeah I did see a bunch of Berserk fans being total assholes to people who were upset about the Goblin Slayer thing. Like, well, fuck you. Yeah, just because just because Berserk's yeah. worse doesn't make it cool that these people got surprised with a gang rape. Yeah, like, fuck, fuck you. Um, yeah. Also, this this hilarity of Donald Trump and Kanye's ego. Also, Kanye's phone password. Not Kanye's ego. The solar eclipse caused by his ego. Um, the Kanye's phone password was like zero 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 or something. Yeah, six zeros. Yeah. <laughs> and he did it on live television. I was actually talking to this about um, about Kanye to my friend uh, because she was she was um, talking about how there was this SNL thing after he had been on about like make Kanye like twenty. 13 again or 2012 again i don't know i don't remember what it was is what like the make america great had again and she's like she was at first she was talking about how people are like well that's when they liked him because he was quiet and my thing was i'm like no like i don't really think kanye was ever quiet but he used to say say stuff like president bush doesn't care about black people yeah and (laughs) right next to mike myers right next to mike myers (laughs) like Like, that was intense, and that was, you know, needed. Like, I'm like, I don't think people necessarily, I mean, of course, some people, like, might miss, like, the aspect of him not being quite as a public figure, but, like, I think most people just remember Kanye, who wrote, like, All Falls Down. Like, that's an entirely fucking different Kanye than the Kanye that there is now, and I don't know if this built on his psychological issues i don't know if this built on the fact that he had bankruptcy issues and now is really concerned about keeping his money so much so that he will abandon morals to keep his money like i don't really understand what's going on with him 
But, like, there are valid reasons people are upset with Kanye. And she was like, that's a fair point. And I'm like, thank you. Because Kanye, I'm like, I can't sleep at night because Kanye used to say stuff like President Bush doesn't care about black people. And now he has fucking lunch with Donald Trump. And it's, you want to talk about a anime betrayal. Top 10 anime (laughs) betrayals. Yeah, Kanye West. I should have seen it coming, though. It's like Griffith. You should have seen it coming, but you didn't. And then it hits you and it fucking hurt. And you're just like, this, this is truly pain. This is, I have been shot down in my soul by Kanye yeah. West. <laughs> you were the chosen one. Kanye. <laughs> we trusted you. Were you. The- we were rooting for you. I mean, yeah. I I was more like ambiguous, but I did enjoy that he told people to go fuck themselves, but now it's like he tells people to who are in trouble to go fuck themselves, not the bourgeoisie anymore. And it's not fun yeah. when you become the oppressor. Like yeah. it was cool when you were telling the oppressors to go fuck themselves, but it's not cool when you tell the oppressed people to go fuck themselves and then say slavery was a choice. And I'm like, oh boy! (laughs) What was the amendment? He was like, we need to like redo this amendment or something like that. And it was like, I I don't know. It was like the... the... He says a lot. I know, there's so much. It's sad too, but I forget. It's, this podcast has gone on. Yeah, we've gone the Kanye West hour. Yeah, that's like yeah, that should be its own bonus episode. It's Kanye salt. <laughs> Y'all can do and that. No, there's this own. really funny thing. It was a game where it was like you have to guess whether Jareth the Goblin King said it or if um, <laughs> Kanye West Kanye said it. Said it. <laughs> oh god! And some of them were close, and I've seen Labyrinth oh, a my- lot of times. Jeez. But yeah. Freaking Kanye. Well, all right. Well, thank you for the imported salt, everyone. Uh, we appreciate it. If you want to be a part of imported salt, um, please do so by uh, tweeting us at um, podcast salt. Um, or DMing us. Yeah, our DMs are open. So Yeah, you can hit give up. us your private salt and then we'll make it public for you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> so, you can write uh, much longer yeah. in the yeah. DMs. <laughs> Definitely, yeah. So, with that, where can we find everybody on the internet? Kay, let's start with you. Uh, you can find me on Twitter and Twitch as Humanity Upgrade, and on Facebook and Instagram as Crowfeather Cosplay. Cool. And Jesse, where can we find you? You can find me on Twitter as at Filthy Wizard, and on Instagram and Tumblr, and Twitch as Filthy Magic User. Hey. And you can find me on Twitter at Jake underscore Lionheart. And if you're in the mood for some new music, because it's Friday, quote unquote, um, go to jakelionheart.bandcamp.com and uh, there should be a, a new mixtape called Fight Like a Girl that has me rapping over popular beats like Jaden Smith. And um, <laughs> and speaking of Kanye, uh, some Kanye beats. Um, all about uh, wonderful uh, badass women like Wonder Woman and Princess Mononoke and um, uh, who's another one and, and the wonderful uh, Sailor Scouts so that's free at uh, jakelineheart.bandcamp.com and you can find the podcast at Podcast uh, Salt like we said the DMs are open so if you want to be a part of our show uh, be a part of the Imported Salt tell us what your, your video games you're playing what, what cosplays you're doing what cons you're visiting what comics you're reading or uh, what 
if any of those are making you salty, hit us up on the DMs. And if you want to support the show, like so many people have, like our friend Michael, uh, friend, friend with a lot of Fs. Oh my um, God, Michael. Yeah, Michael, you know what you did. I can't believe you've done this. Yeah. <laughs> Michael, you know what you did, and we love you. <laughs> as, long, as well as some of our other friends like Kokakuro and uh, Richard from uh, We're Not Wizards, who support our show through uh, buying us co- coffee. You can be just like them and um, go to ko-fi.com forward slash salt report and uh, donate money there, and it keeps the show going. It keeps... Uh, our uh, dad, but not our daddy. I got it right. You this got time. it. Uh, yeah, it keeps his head from blowing up. He'll uh, survive and live another week if you go check out the coffee page. I'm just not saying that his life is in your hands, but it might be. So go check out that page. And with that, we'll see everybody next week. Bye. Bye. I like that my new thing now is just like keep Jeremy alive by donating money to him. <laughs> You can't actually prove that we're lying.